Blog Talk Radio. It's the Tim and Tom Show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. The Tim and Tom Show is a unique look from two guys who have lived life to the fullest and now are looking back at the celebrities, news stories, and other things in a changing world and giving you their honest reactions. The Tim and Tom Show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New of newlawoffice.com. Also brought to you by Makeup Kennedy at Facebook.com slash Makeup Kennedy and brought to you by WowFreeCam.com. It is available anywhere and everywhere you find podcasts. And now we go to your host of the Tim and Tom Show. Here's T.R. and Tim. Take it away. Well, good evening or good morning, depending on where you're at. Welcome to a very impromptu edition of the Tim and Tom Show, aptly titled the Thursday Morning Podcast about absolutely nothing. Uh, we're just waiting for we. I'm just waiting for Tom to log in here and get on the show, and we're going to uh, entertain you with two hours of absolutely nothing, and I'm sure you're can hardly wait for that kind of excitement. Um, been a busy week again for everybody. Uh, we had to pre-tape the... Uh, basketball show, and here he is now, without further ado, Mr. T.R. Tom Robinson, Thomas. Yowza, yowza, yowza. It's a lovely Wednesday evening, or slash Thursday morning, I should correct myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's the Thursday morning podcast about absolutely nothing, as I just was telling the good folks, uh, <clears throat> totally impromptu taping taking place here. No notes, no no formula, no schedule, no nothing. Just going to shoot the shit and see where it goes. Well, you could shoot the shit. I mean, if if you happen to pass a computer and there's some stories that are humorous. Oh, or I'm, might... sure, I'm sure something will come up in the in the conversation, but uh, <coughs> I don't have a I don't have a list of them in front of me today. I I was uh, I mean we can go to the one that seems to got everybody's attention. The, um, Melter scandal, um, which, on retrospect, now I, I feel like uh, I might have got caught up in the whole uh, the whole Twitter thing. Got me a little bit excited, although I didn't call for Dave's head or his job or even that he apologized. I just thought he was wrong. And other than that, um, I don't care what he uh, I don't care what he tweeted ten years ago or twenty years ago about. I saw somebody bitching about, well, he said Sable was a bitch. Uh, Jim Cornette says Sable's <laughs> a bitch every week. <laughs> you know, every time he talks about her, he says she's a bitch and worse. So, yeah, I think people just, you know, there again. Uh, he has the right to make the statement, and then I guess he has to take the downfall for it when some shit comes his way. But like I said, I don't think that he should have to uh, give up his company or anything crazy like that. He said it. He owned it. Um, I said he was wrong, in my opinion, but uh, enough already. Let's let's move on. I mean, that's not really, it's not really an earth-shattering thing, is it? Oh, here's my biased, very biased. So everybody hears that again. It's my biased take on this story that I didn't even know existed until, you know, a few minutes ago, and a little more than a few minutes ago. So I'm late on the whole outrage and when you and i talk one thing we don't like is 
bullshit outrage. Um, well, I say I'm biased because um, 86, maybe, maybe 85, probably more like 86. A young, impressionable TR and a fraternity of people around the world, which is very small, subscribed to the best fucking thing that on God's green earth, if you were a wrestling fan, and it was called the Wrestling Observer by one Dave Meltzer. He took ideas from guys like Bob Clawson and, uh, you know, even the magazine by Jim Melby, the magazine series that were kind of uh, exposing the business as opposed to the after mags that followed storylines and made up false interviews and things of that nature. He was in touch, a legitimate journalist uh, who was going to be a sports writer and loved wrestling so much that he put all his eggs in one basket and people said he was crazy and it worked. He made six figures. And then the internet and the newly smart people and the politically correct people, etc. And I, I do blame Dave for, Dave for one thing, and that's becoming a part of this nonsense that occurs and getting basically pulled in uh and uh, you know in that way i i would say to dave in a joking friendly manner because he is my friend uh flew across the country to uh help support a cause when i was ill in 1990 so i you know he'll always be my boy but uh i would tell him that you've been a bit of a sucker for jumping on because you didn't make a tweet that she was fat and skinny and all that, whatever is being twisted around. You made a comment like we do every week here, every day here. I do. Every time I've been on the air, I've made a comment about somebody's appearance, including my own. And he didn't even finish a comment. Uh, it, if you're a cryptic, decipher of what he was intending to imply it was that she was lighter in NXT and heavier now which I I don't quite frankly I don't know that that's the case I think she was hot then hot now and they got boring chance because they were in a city that thought they sucked um and he stopped himself and he didn't come out, but it was enough for some goober to make it known. And definitely a male goober. It isn't like Peyton Royce is a subscriber to the Dave and Brian Alvarez show. Uh, but it's convenient with the evolution because they're, you know, they weren't on SmackDown last night. That now with the evolution, well, she'll be on next to He's actually. Exactly. Dave, Dave just handed her a renewed push and a new agenda um, unintentionally. Uh, if he feels that there's a lesson to be learned and all that stuff for, you know, having an opinion that she was hotter like before and not now, then he, he kind of traded in his man card for political correctness. But if he believes that, if he wants to jump over to the politically correct and not having free speech in the United States of America, um, which he didn't even say, he didn't say that uh, she was fat or anything like that. He just said she was lighter uh, in his last comment when it cut off. But 
I guess if he if he's built an empire, he makes six figures, a comfortable living. He, he, he makes more than well. Currently, uh, WWE is a fucking goldmine, but at one time he made more money writing about wrestling than eighty percent of those wrestling made. So I could sense you know some uh, resentment there for people falling on their back, but the guy was the best still is the best at what he does uh reporting which jim Cornette always points out and i will concur reporting now on the brian and dave show it's just like the tim and tom show it's opinions not reporting so some goober isolated a clip of his opinion which they could do to you or i or nate and say he would fuck, marry, or kill somebody. I think, uh, you know, you killed, like, <laughs> Sasha Banks last week. Yeah, I did. <laughs> if you could isolate that clip, some dork that doesn't like you, and uh, you know, it wouldn't be big because you don't have the observer and have that kind of, you know, what? shtick with, with whatever. <laughs> but if any dork out there wants to isolate a clip, now Peyton Royce, uh, I don't have a problem with I think she's, again, hot as Fuck. Anytime I saw, I didn't see that much for an NXT because sometimes I forget to watch unless I didn't hear either. a good storyline. <clears throat> she didn't look but any different. To I me. think she's hot as shit now. Hot. Yeah, and, good looking. That's all I know. And uh, you know, if, he, if if she's not his cup of tea, who gives a fuck? But apparently Peyton Royce does. Who had to then take well, it to a ridiculous extreme by saying it's a message to young girls to starve themselves, which if you find me one girl 12 or under that's a subscriber to the Dave and Brian radio show that airs at midnight and listens and will be influenced by that comment that she probably wouldn't even have understood, fic- fictionally speaking, like there's a little girl who subscribes to Dave's podcast, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's just, it's just that Dave hates Russo. Russo hates Dave, and I, I don't mind either of them, to be honest with you. But Russo has his loyal pests. Dave has his loyal guys, which I'm sort of one of. But you know, I won't say everything he says is right, like the Russo people. And Cornette has his cult that says everything's right, and I like him too. But it's nothing. It's more ridiculous probably than any story we've covered. To say that little girls would... It's like saying little girls will will be affected by the Tim and Tom show. If there's a little girl out there that can, <laughs> that can call... Freak. <laughs> yeah. And the likelihood of a little girl being on the fence of not knowing what to do with herself at 12 is going to start being anorexic because Dave stopped himself and said, I, I, I think she was thingamajigger the way he talks. And it's hard to even decipher for me what he says because he's a great writer, but sometimes it's hard to get, you know, understand yeah, he where he's a, going. He has he a speech really impediment. He, he has a speech impediment. He does stutter occasionally and stumbles on his words every now and then. And he speaks fast, quite frankly. So that doesn't yeah, make and, it easier. And uh, so, I'm a card-carrying observer guy. I know that the careers of the Chris Benoit's, uh, I don't mean to bring him up first, but the Sabu's, the Jerry Lynn's, the X-Pac's, the Eddie Guerrero's, were all the Chris Jericho's were all dwindling 
just like the guys now, like the Zack Sabres that have to go to Japan and England and everywhere else just to put food on their table. When the Observer was around and Eddie Gilbert, friend of mine then, rest, rest in peace, and Paul Heyman, friend of mine then, were booking Alabama, they read the Observer and said, hey, man, this kid Pillman's supposed to be really a badass up there in Calgary. Fucking played for the Bill, played for the Bengals, rather. Kim Wood, strength coach at the time for the Bengals, recommended, he was an observer reader, recommended, hey, Dave, check out Pillman. Checked out Pillman, got reports from people in Calgary. There was no internet then. Word spread, Pillman got jobs. Benoit got jobs when Dennis would fly him in. Dennis would, tapes would get around to so-and-so. All of a sudden, he's getting WCW tryouts. Hey, this Taz guy up there is throwing suplexes up on Savoldi's ICW. He got looked at by other people because of the Wrestling Observer and because of Dave Meltzer and guys before the Internet that took it to a level where they knew it was a work but liked it anyway. His sources on the record after the fact were Terry Funk, Bruiser Brody, Eddie Gilbert, etc., Paul Heyman, Jim Cornette, all talked to him, Bill Watts, Jim Ross, all talked to him, had an agreement to tell him about territories and so forth and real attendance, what the guys were really making. And it ended up, you know, some would call it the dirt sheets that weren't talking to him. Others would use Dave as a way to better their employment. Vince McMahon learned of people via the observer along comes the internet and a few and, and uh, Keller to, to some degree Keller, but I don't want to bring him into this, but uh, Dave was the original. When somebody dies now, WWE.com is probably the most go to, but if not, it's obviously Meltzer. It's not Mike Johnson and it's not fucking Wade or it's not fucking, whoever else is out there, uh, Ryan Satin fuck or whatever his name is, it's Dave. You go to the Observer to find out the details because he's a legitimate journalist who has credibility, and he finds out exactly what the fuck happened. And if he finds out wrong information, he retracts it. But a little tangent because it's it's fresh on my mind, and if anybody out there can point out something that uh, I wasn't made aware of, that my rant is uh, off base for legitimate reasons other than oh, I hate that Meltzer guy because he gave Kenny Omega seven stars. I don't agree that fucking <laughs> Omega and O'Connor are best workers either. But that's a reason to hate a guy because he likes Jap wrestling? Well, hate Michael Elgin then. Michael Elgin's a good dude. He works New Japan. And he loves New Japan. He thinks it's the best wrestling in the world. I don't. I'm not in the matches. I'd rather watch Roddy Piper smack a coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head. That's why I like wrestling, but different strokes for different folks. Now I'm off topic, but Peyton Royce, you're still fucking hot, Toots. You're still fucking hot. And Dave, maybe learn a lesson and stay to fuck off Twitter and just write your shit and don't listen to all these fucking This is the problem for me, and it's it's a small problem. And that's the problem I have when other people do it. Dave Meltzer's entitled to his opinion about anything. And he can view, sure. and he can, and he can, uh, he can voice that opinion anywhere he wants, 
when it's about, except when it, when he's doing his wrestling show, and that's about wrestling. If he'd have said, you know what, she looks like she's a little heavier, and it's affected her ring work, or I think it's slowed her down, or something like that, then I wouldn't have even nodded an eyeball at it. I would have went, okay, that is wrestling relevant. That comment, for me anyway, and maybe I took it wrong, and I could have, because I didn't even hear it, I've only read it, that it was about what she looked like. And that, to me, as a wrestling journalist, has nothing to do with shit. And that, maybe for me, is a place where he shouldn't go, period, because it's irrelevant to what's... Unless he says, you know, she, she looks horrible in that outfit. I don't know what her character is, and it's affecting her, there again, affecting the in-ring product. Then I'd have been okay with it. It's just not a smart place to go these days. And whether that's right or wrong is a whole other debate, as we both know. Um, that's my only problem. It's like when the celebrities go to the award shows and talk about shit that has nothing to do with the award show. It's okay. No, you're allowed to talk about that shit, just not here. You know, if Dave Meltzer wants to take out a, uh, you know, wants to have a 10-minute, or if he'd have said, look, hey, and I don't think he did, but if he would have done, hey, look, this aside, I know this is a wrestling show, but this is my opinion on this, and I'm talking out of school here, that would have been okay, too. Small thing, maybe, but you just got to be like he, I mean, I guess he's an older guy who, who comes from our days and he may have said it and not even thought twice. Well, obviously didn't think twice because he's not, you know, not in tune with that whole, let's bash the guy, you know, pile on dog pile kind of thing that goes on. Um, I said, I don't care that he said it. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, he's entitled to say it. I disagree. Uh, but there again, like I said, I'm not about to, uh, it doesn't, um, how do I put it? It, it doesn't bring into any dis, disrepute anything he may have done previously or anything he'll do after. Uh, it's just, it was a dumb thing to say, okay, moving on. Because if uh, the last thing Peyton Rice ever hears that hurts her feelings is that she put on a pound or two, <laughs> she's got a pretty good life. <laughs> so, I, you know, you know, that, you know that... if that said if that set her that off, part, I don't understand. That part I don't understand because, like I said, uh, to me, um, I watch every show on the main roster, and uh, now it's down to about fifty percent of NXT. I can't say I've been watching every NXT, but when I, you know, I was really into Gargano and uh, and all that. Sean. So there's. There's been pieces that I've watched like a hundred percent for like two months in a row, and I saw the iconics on there. Uh, to me, I was just like, man, that one. They both got fucking hot bodies. Isolate this, you fags. They both got hot bodies. They're from Australia, and I envisioned a faction, but also the man in me with the testosterone, Emma, aka Tennille Dashwood, would be perfect because they're all from Australia. And they all have smoking bodies. And that is a factor to me. Uh, if if Stephanie McMahon wants to bring the best wrestlers in the world that aren't good looking and have an evolution, guess what? Nobody's buying it. Uh, so play that, Maybe. You fucking isolating pricks. Um, Maybe. It, you might it, be right. It is. We'll see. It, what what I think the bigger thing is, though, is, and I don't know, I could be wrong on this, and here I go jumping on the bandwagon. I think they, this is my take, after I thought about it for a couple hours. 
I wouldn't be at all surprised that that was brought to her attention. She thought about it and maybe picked up the phone, talked to some people, and they saw that as a perfect opportunity. They'd been pushing the whole bullying, women are empowered, you know, the fucking pay-per-view and all that other stuff, women, 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 which is all fine. And they saw that as a perfect example to throw somebody who has some name recognition and some clout and who people know and are going to talk about that they saw a chance to throw him under the bus at least a little bit and they did it. And now, oh sure. Okay, they they got their publicity. So let's so let's see. I don't know. I don't think Peyton Rice was on the uh Summer SummerSlam card. Let's see if they figure out a way to get them on TV or on the network on Sunday. Uh I think you're you can damn be they sure are not. You can, yeah, you can damn be sure she's going to be on TV on Tuesday. You can fucking guarantee it. And if they don't, then they miss the boat. Because whether it's right or it's wrong, it's a it's a beautiful angle to take on the television. <laughs> whether you, yes, it is sort of. Yeah, it is whether you like it or not. But it's still a great angle to take on the TV. It's, it's kind of hard, girl. It's. It's kind of hard to because I well, mean the whole world the is. Angle, but if she walks out on Tuesday, if they introduce her and she walks out, she's getting a pop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So now if they're I, smart I, enough I, to take that, actually, pop I, and do something with in, it. I guess they're still in Brooklyn Tuesday for the whole weekend deal. Yeah. So, so there'll be a smart. Smart crowd, Melchers. See, this is funny to me now after I got my rant out because Meltzer, who back in the day of territories, was supposed to not be discussed like on air or in public or anything, and now there's a legitimate possibility that Tuesday SmackDown from the Barclays Center, they will have like hatred towards Meltzer in the crowd like they did, like they do Roman Reigns or something. Uh, die, Meltzer, die, or like die, Rocky, die. <laughs> like, and and he's not supposed, they're supposed to be the quote-unquote dirt sheets that they don't acknowledge. But so, well, they're in a catch-22 where you got to well, put them over by doing that. And they're on it even more because he is, I don't think he's responsible, but the internet is giving him a lot of credit for um, the push in that Japan gets and the ROH at Madison Square Garden and the All In and all that because he is a fan of all that stuff more so than the WWE product anyway so he gets attached to all that stuff uh, do they even want to you know maybe they don't want to mention him at all and act like it never I mean, I, mean, I haven't heard WWE hasn't, oh, hasn't come oh, out and made a statement yet that's what's funny to me because uh they can't like Vince's policy was always like, you know, Vince had Wade and Dave. Vince had Not Wade and Dave at Titan Towers at one point, and gave yeah, him a tour and blackballed at others. Yes, it's been a, it's been a, it's Vince did with them what he did with everybody basically. When it, when it's to his advantage, he invites them in, and when it's to his disadvantage, he sh- shuns them. But, I'm I'm kind of uh, more I'm kind of more wondering how how they push the uh, 
um, that particular uh, stuff when Vince's track record with, I mean, you don't have to go very back very far into WWE to see the treatment of women being not very good. Even oh, yeah, you could uncover screen. a lot of shit. There was a tweet you know, by, I, uh, I don't, I don't know if I should mention his name. Well, but, even, uh, even if you want to go back, even if you want to go back just to, to the fact that they were quite willing to take uh, Saudi money from well, that, that was part of, of the tweet the of, that I'm referring you know, to. The kings of misogyny, you know, they took their money without any trouble. So are they really all that worried yeah. about how women are perceived or treated? Not really. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Not I, I mean, a personal, personal note to the Iconics, uh, you weren't allowed in, in a country that your company got $40 million for, and your company went. And also, uh, not so long ago, they publicly on television body shamed Mickey James, I mean, and called her Peggy repeatedly, uh, the writers, and it was greenlit by Vince McMahon. Um, so Dave Meltzer's, like, comment, which is, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I make, I'll make the comment right now. She's fucking hot. She was hot then when I saw her. But if she wasn't, I'd probably say it on our little show. Yeah, probably to and, be honest though, if you if you if you said it in the public forum, you're probably getting shit for saying she was hot. Because uh, they yeah. sexualized her into being hot, right? But they're never happy, so I don't it's a fucking he said it, he shouldn't have, he apologized. It's not an earth shattering fucking thing. The sun's gonna come up fucking tomorrow. Um and nobody The one thing though the one thing though that I will say uh, in in a uh, serious note, believe it or not, is Peyton Royce just like my daughter and your daughter and every daughter is someone's little girl. And as, as beautiful as she is, the one thing that tears at the most beautiful of women is any kind of um, appearance, body, face, anything, whether it be from other girls, whether it be from from mean boys at high school, et cetera, it does go deep in there. It, it right. does hurt their feelings. But you so would think, in that no. case, he he should he should apologize if the one he was talking about was affected. Well, and then, and then the trouble, the, the the bigger thing to me, the, the bigger fuck up, was when he apologized and then said she was attractive. Which uh, he never should have. Uh, he never should have put that in there. He should have stayed away from that. Should have said what I said. Was well, wrong. You took, you took it out of. Actually, you know what? I got to be honest with you. He shouldn't have apologized at all. He should have said. He really should have said. You took this out of context. It didn't. I didn't mean it the way you think I did. Here's how I meant it, and said. You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that you or I have it on good authority, or I know that you've had a, a breast enhancement. And that's what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about your weight. I would have liked to have seen what the reply would have been to that. Uh, it's tough. It's tough for me to comment well, on whether he win. should have or shouldn't have. As soon as he said like it, me, he was fucked. Like me or you are, are, are like, we have nothing We we, we have nothing to lose. By, by Me, uh, me no. personally, I love Sasha. I, I said on a on a on a podcast at one point and probably repeated it here 
that I would like Sasha Banks to shit on my chest. I think her ass is so nice. Uh, I think that's a little more inappropriate than saying somebody was lighter at NXT. But, it is, but then, but then you're also we're also in the entertainment field, even though it be barely. But I don't know. I don't think we're governed by. If I was a sports reporter, you can't say that. A comedian. See, that's can the say. key. That's the key that he's that he is a legitimate journalist, like it or not. He has a degree, and he makes his living covering this. So I guess that would be that would I, be. My, like, that's why I said it was it was the form that he said it in. If Dave Meltzer goes out after and the reporters go, so Dave, how are you doing today? Or if he went on a talk show, or, or he, let's say he came on our podcast, and we said, "What about that? What do you think about that Peyton Royce?" And he would have said, "Well, she looks a, you know, she looks like she was a little bit lighter in NXT." Wink, wink. Okay, that's a totally different form. You know, we're not here for. We don't make our money selling wrestling. Whereas he does. That'd be the only problem I'd have with it. Otherwise, I don't care that he said it. Whatever. Moving on, because to me it's just. I mean, you can beat it around all day long, and like you said, they, he, he shouldn't have said it, but they've made too much about it, and they, somebody took the football and ran with it, and then it gives everybody who maybe doesn't like Dave for other reasons uh, a reason to pile on. Um, then you get the guys who love him, who oh, oh Peyton Royce is a cunt for fucking saying it, et cetera, et cetera. And nobody wins, and at the end of the day, what do we really have? A couple of trolls got their follies on Twitter. I just, uh, I just don't. I just don't like her response of uh, the little girl. She took, it, starve, she took it a little themselves. too personally. She should have maybe. Now they might starve him. themselves. Now they might starve themselves because That's there's true. little girls that follow the iconic. People might look at that and go, Jesus Christ, Peyton Rice is fat. Fuck. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. I, I, told well, I know what you're saying, but you're missing my point. Now that she's made that goofy statement and, uh, and she does have 11, 12-year-old girl followers, that Dave doesn't. She's the one who may create uh, that situation that by putting that stupid reply. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, you could reply about Nate, what he said uh, about you and said and said something of that nature that's really hurtful, and you know, blah 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 blah. But what the fuck does she have to bring up little girls for? Nobody listens. Yeah, Dave Meltzer, it's a little girl. I said she might have been much better off to say. Um, uh, like they say, you know, when, when somebody insults you on social media, you should uh, take a minute to soak it all up, reply, and then and then erase your first reply, because really you, you need to be not mad when you make the reply. Cause she could have she could have poor, put, poor when you do a fuel. podcast. <laughs> well, she could have she could have easily said, "Hey, um, you made this comment. Would you like to clarify what you meant?" And that would have given him the chance to go, oh, well, I in no way was, you know, shaming shaming you as being fat or anything like that, and I would never do that, and blah, 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 blah. But, no, she she just assumed the worst and went for the jugular, and, and then we all then out come the trolls, right? Because if she doesn't react crazily to it, nobody else does either, except maybe one or two loons who, because there's always those one or two out there that... They're just trying to stir it up, but I mean, it's, uh, it's I know horrible. You, it's a pretty horrible world you, when 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 the worst thing that somebody says about you is you look a little lighter a couple of weeks ago. That's, that's I want to make it clear again. She's hot either way. 
But anyway. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. I don't think Peyton Royce has got any problems that, you know, somebody somebody read that and went, oh, yeah, God, yeah, she's looking a little heavier. We're going to drop her off our, uh, you know, whatever, contour. Yeah, well, I don't think she probably doesn't have any because she works for WWE, but, you know, she, she's not in danger of losing her job because somebody pointed out she was fat. I'll she, try she to make this anyway, the final. So. I'll try to make this the final point. You know what really grinds my gears about this situation? <laughs> What, Peter Griffin? And I'm re- I'm really going to try to let this be the final thing I say about it. Yeah, well, we're going to make it because we're going to move on when you're done. She's in her early fucking 20s, right? And is gainfully employed from uh, Australia. And Dave Meltzer made a whole generation aware of how great all Japan women were before her fucking conception. He did more for women's wrestling than they're doing now. And, and Dave Prezak is an unsung hero as well, who coincidentally has been an observer reader since about 19, I don't know, 89, who created Shimmer, which basically made Hunter and Steph say, hey, these chicks can work. And they look good, and they're keeping in shape. And some don't look so good, quite frankly, but they can work, and they have a presence. This stuff is not just moolah abusing chicks anymore. This is actually a legitimate sports entertainment uh, option. And Dave Meltzer was a pioneer in putting women over like Jaguar Yakota and Linus Asuka or Asuka, if you want to pronounce it that way, and Dalton Matsumoto and Alundra Blaze, for that matter, as Medusa, staying in a dojo for two years, per Dave Meltzer's suggestion, directly, by the way. And... Anyway, before this precious internet and these precious millennials, Dave helped women's wrestling become what it is today. He misspoke as a journalist, but in the big picture, Peyton, you're still hot. I don't think you want to bang Dave Meltzer anyway, and he's not influencing anybody to think that you're not hot. So, all right, that's, that's all. I got two things to say to that, and then we're done. First thing was I told Nate, I don't know about you, but when I look at Peyton Royce, Peyton Royce, the only thing I know is that is fat is me. For starters, because you know, we're big, we're big guys. So I mean, I I look at those those fit people, and I notice my own chugginess. Uh, B, I think Peyton Royce. Thought, team is that a Kenny double Omega. entendre? But go ahead. There you go. It was first one you're, a double entendre. Yeah, yeah, okay. you're with it. Uh, and then I think that Peyton Royce should tag with Kenny Omega versus Dave Meltzer and Okada at the Tokyo Dome and settle it in the ring. Wait a minute. Dave's on the opposite Eight. side of Peyton? Yes. So yeah. it's the two Peyton foreigners Royce, against Peyton, the two Peyton guy, Jin? Peyton Royce is going to tag with Kenny Omega against Okada and, and oh, um, okay. Meltzer. And Meltzer. So one to uh, one for, guy, Jim. For right. Uh, in a, no, in a they're final all guy battle. She's from Australia. They're all guy Jim's, yeah. In a final battle for uh, eight star supremacy, the only eight star match ever held in the history of wrestling. There you go. Actually, I it's it is the last word for me, but I, I can quote somebody else, Seth Rollins on uh, his tweet. Got a negative six stars, so it's, it's, yeah, trying to that. Kind of a cynical yeah. take on it. Well, you know what? But, uh, 
without and it goes to all kinds of other things too. Sometimes you know you can just reach it and let it go too. Not everything not everything demands a response. Especially if you have well, no respect uh, for the person. Especially if you have no respect for the person who said it to start with. I have Which, a, like a I have these, a little. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your point. Well, I, like I have a little. Uh, Dave's an asshole. So okay, then who cares what he said anyway? Moving on. I have a little yeah. running start this week, and probably since we've been on last, uh, the maniacal Alex Jones. Uh, got banned from Twitter, banned from YouTube, banned from God knows where. Almost every outlet. Facebook, you name it. Now, do I agree with him and his antics? Uh, Believe it or not, recently some make some sense. Uh, But, you know, going to morning, not going himself, but his... uh, listeners, loyal listeners, because the fact of the matter is, I can't speak for Canada, but I can certainly speak for the United States of America, that way before Donald Trump, the government didn't tell the citizens everything. And Alex Jones points those things out. Unfortunately, he points a lot out that are just bizarre and wacky. Um, Nonetheless, we're built on free speech, allegedly. Now he's banned not to have free speech. So, okay, that was like, well, you know, this guy, in my mind, even though people I do like, some some Joe Rogan, Anthony Cumia, they both actually like Alex. Um, but the bigger picture is the free speech. Within a week, uh, commentator and friend of the Anthony Cumia show and Compound Media and so forth, Gavin McGinnis, who doesn't, you know, have, uh, you know, new town grieving families harassed by fans, just basically shares a lot of opinions that we've shared right here and shoots down the idiots that just woe is me on every little thing is banned from Twitter also. And the big picture is those that are celebrating this, this free speech, they're not going to have a Tim and Tom show anymore. They're going to find a way to shut us down. They're going to find a way... Uh, to shut down wide men can't jump because uh, I said inflammatory, no pun, remarks about Markel Fultz. See the inflammatory thing? That's pretty funny. Anyhow, um, if it keeps going this way, nobody's going to be able to say anything. And everybody says, oh, Donald Trump, he's going to make it a dictatorship. No, not the Republicans that are shutting people's opinions down. If, If you, okay, I'm not an American. But even I know, I mean, are, are people really that stupid that they think, I mean, you don't have to go back very far. Uh, during the Gulf War, let's say, you think uh, Bush picked up the phone and, and that he didn't talk to whoever was in charge in Russia at that time, which might even have been Putin, for all I know, or that he didn't pick up the phone and phone China and say, hey, look, boys, uh, we're about to... Uh, kick the shit out of uh, Iran. Uh, we're just letting you know, get, don't get in our way, or you know, is there anything? Like, I mean, these things don't just happen. Uh, but he did. But he also didn't uh, go on television that night and go, "American people, 
and, and, and lay the plan out. I mean, the, the press tried to do all that. But, I mean, you know how long it takes to put something like that in place? Sure. <laughs> the, 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 well, the, I don't the exactly, but... I have no, a, but the, I have an okay, idea. But when we're de- when you're dealing with um, when you're dealing with a whole shit pile of countries in a coalition and international airspaces and and international water lines and waves and all this shit that you got to fly like I mean he, they just didn't fucking go over there and do it. I mean I can imagine right. somebody in the, in the State Department spent hours and hours and days and days and months and months working out all that shit and letting other people, Absolutely. you know, letting other powers know. But they didn't tell the fucking people they were doing it until it was already done. And then he announced, right it and fucking, you know, as of midnight, we just started fucking dropping bombs on uh, fucking wherever because we're going over there to take Kuwait back. And he didn't ask them, he didn't ask the people if it was fucking okay or if they were on board. He just went and did it. I mean, Trump's done nothing like that. Not even close. No, no. So the outrage there again, it's not at, if Trump was a die hard Republican, people wouldn't be anywhere near as pissed at them at, as they are. They're pissed because he's neither. Yeah. That he, 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 he's somewhere in between and nobody can rein him in because he doesn't need to answer to anybody. And he really <laughs> doesn't give two fucks if he doesn't get to be president next time around. He doesn't really care. He's going to fucking no. do what he wants to do, and he's going to do it how he wants to do it. And that's what pisses him <laughs> off. <laughs> that's what they don't like. Uh, admittedly, he, uh, you know, they say he doesn't act presidential, which I don't, I don't he even don't. know if there's, it, but, but I don't even mean? know, uh, but, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know, I don't know if, you, if you have a definition of how to act presidential. But well, you know, I, I know what they're I know what they're I know what they're in, implying, but there right, is but, no definition. For example, of how to he, act. he he didn't follow uh like a little mutant behind the queen. And they were right. all up in arms and then and then somebody said, But hey, we we fought a war, so we didn't have to fucking do that shit. <laughs> why now, why would now, why should he but, Yeah, why should he bow down to the queen? I mean why they're equals. Uh, 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 and if anything, actually, he's above her because she doesn't really have any power. Yeah, that's all. So fairy you know what? Yeah, I you know. So why why should he fucking grovel in front of her? And if he, and if he'd have groveled in front of her, then they'd have been fucking mad because he did that. He should have gave her a fucking Russian leg sweep. <laughs> no bat. Fucking that would have been fucking something, eh? Oh, Trump! I mean, Christ. <laughs> Stone Trump, Stone Trump, Stone Trump. He gives her a fucking, uh, a fucking stunner right there. Leaves her cold right in front yeah. of the airplane. Gets back on the airplane, shoots the bird to the crowd, and they leave. Here's the thing. Here's um, the thing. The thing that I was thinking about in uh, some work time when my mind has to wander, uh, you know, it's been overstated how Bernie Sanders got fucked, so I'm not going to rehash that. Um, by their own people, by by Democrats and by Hillary Clinton so and all that bullshit. Yeah, so, so crazy. Because and, and then and then they put this horrible, documented, horrible person, female, yes, but a horrible person nonetheless, against Donald because ah, he'll never win. Well, guess what? He won. He's a 
you know, I like them, but I'm a douchebag. I'm a street guy. Uh, I don't like to act accordingly. I like to act like a normal person who's at the water cooler at work. He, even though his, he's a president, he's a, you know, business icon, et cetera, acts like a dude who's on the street talking to his buddies, and he happens to do it on Twitter. Uh, a character flaw, maybe, but CNN's ratings are up. Fox and Friends and all that. Fox News is up. Colbert is up. All the ratings are up. And all their shows are dedicated to Donald Trump. What he's done, I think the first person they'll book is, or they'll try, I should say, Donald Trump. So he's over. Besides being a president, he's over in wrestling terms. And he acts like a dick. Like, <laughs> on Twitter, he'll say, if somebody says, like, people omit that Don Lemon, when he interviewed your and Tim's favorite guy, LeBron James, LeBron James made the first strike and said, you know, our country's divided right now about Donald Trump. Then Trump came back with shit talk on Twitter about LeBron being Dumb. Now I don't know if LeBron is dumb or not. He didn't go. Well, he made a lot of money LeBron in his talk. life. He seems articulate. I, I, no, I, I ain't gonna, I'm a LeBron, LeBron fan. LeBron talk. No, I don't hate the guy. He talks very street though. I'm a LeBron yeah, he, fan. He, he does. I don't know if he's dumb. He, he, but he does have that. Uh, well, he talks like a guy who didn't finish grade twelve, which I guess he kind of did. But he talks like that. Which he is finished grade twelve. Yeah, no, uh, no, no. Stupid. Not to take away, not to take away the wonderful thing he did with the schools, but the first strike was given in that interview by LeBron James about Donald Trump. So Trump, as the kids say nowadays, clapped back and busted on Don Lemon and said, you know, uh, I forget the quote, but it was something about LeBron being dumb. It was a, it was a slicker quote than that, but. So Trump is a street guy. So what you had in the 2016 election is, do I want to vote for this millionaire who basically, a billionaire if you believe him, I don't know, we don't know what he is. Billionaires run the country anyway because they fucking flood politicians with money to do things the way they want. So he cut out the middle, the middleman, ran as a Republican, won with his white trash-like views, whether they're sincere or not. He hit what a lot of middle America loves. You know, fuck this, man. We're going to get jobs back. We don't want other motherfuckers in this country. We don't want them in this city. We don't want them in this town. We don't want no crime. Fuck them people. And they voted for him because it was him against someone that everybody knew was a legitimate, evil, rotten person. And it was called I I still don't buy that she won the popular vote. I think that's just to save more riots around the country. I think they just threw that the fuck in. It doesn't. But, it doesn't matter anyway. She's not the first one to win the popular vote and not win. It's happened before. Yeah. He's not. You know, that app was just grasping at straws to try to delegitimize the, the victory. Um, it's a, what do you call it? Uh, uh, participation. You got a participation trophy, Hillary. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I've said it before. Regular people, like you and I, we only care about three or four things. We we want to be we uh, want to eat. We want money. Okay, in our I pockets. thought you, I was going to say food. 
Yeah, we want we want we want a f- roof over our head, a few extra bucks in the pocket, some food in the in in the freezer, and every now and then we want to we want to get fucked. Every now and then, and as you get older, that one becomes less, and it comes down to three things. If you give me those three basic things, and I have a, a fair and relatively normal way to get those three things, most people, the rest of that stuff, like to be honest, and I don't want to insult anyone who is a minority or has a special need or is LBGDQ, and now I guess it's fucking what, A, and a plus on there now for asexual people and anything else we might have missed with the plus, if you can believe that. But regular folk don't care about that shit. Unless there's somebody in their immediate family that maybe is dealing with those issues. But regular people, maybe regular people, yeah, no, I'm going to use regular people. We don't have time to give a shit about that stuff. We're too busy trying to fucking keep our heads above water and, you know, doing what we got to do to make sure we can pay the fucking mortgage or the rent or or whatever it is and and live it. It's only, uh, you know, those few, uh, you know, you got the fucking housewife whose husband makes, you know, six figures and she's got time to be fucking outraged about hashtag me too and all that kind of shit or, or, you know, people who are athletes who make big money or actors who make big money. Regular folks, you know, fucking people down in Kentucky don't give a flying fuck about hashtag me too. They don't give two shits. They're too busy. Well, Ashley John does, but she's only there like well, once yeah, a month. She's, yeah, yeah, she don't live there. I mean, if she lives there, she, you know, she lives up on a mountain and looks down on her subjects. Uh, regular folks, middle class people or lower class people don't have time for that shit. They got she way too to, many other yeah, things that are way more. I know we may have covered this on an earlier show, but she had to actually date, be in public, et cetera, as his quote friend, even though he was, you know, married and shit. She had to be all kinds of with Harvey Weinstein in such inner turmoil and sleep with him just so she wouldn't get raped by him. You believe that story? Isn't that crazy? She's eh? such a fucking, she's such a fucking good person to endure all that punishment for all those million dollar roles to save other women. Except she didn't come forward with it and she could have saved a lot more if she'd have said something 25 years ago. Or whenever her bullshit happened. What a pig. She's, she is the oh worst my God. of worst. Hashtag she, me she's neither. Even worse than, she's even worse than Rose McGowan. She's even worse than that. Yeah, she's, and Rose is she's the bad. epitome. Anybody that, that, if it's still up, I mean, I posted, reposted it from a year ago or two years ago. Her trying to get a fucking $10 an hour TSA agent. Because from the sound, honey or mind you. It was nice he, to her. No, he said, hi, he said, hello, sweetheart, with a smile. And she immediately oh went on the defensive God. and that said, bastard. first of all, I am not your sweetheart, I'm your client. Now, sweetheart, if you just listen to the word, sweet, it means is, that a, is that a negative connotation? Not where I'm if from. If you define sweet. And heart, which is symbol, symbolic for love. Sweetheart. Well, in the South, it's a, such a term of endearment where she's from. And some in the Northeast, uh, in the early women's shit, would say it was degrading because of the way men sometimes would say yeah, it. Like, uh, get, make me a sandwich, sweetheart. You know, uh, one of those movie roles. <laughs> okay, or something. but, that, but so, that's not a degrading on the sweetheart part. That's the sandwich. If it was, if it was, hey, go get the, 
go get a couple hundred dollar bills out of the safe so you can go shopping, sweetheart. They'd be okay with that. Yeah. So this bitch, you know, on top on top of everything, she she on video did her oh. only Facebook live because she was compelled to tell the public yeah. that this rotten TSA who's just trying to do his ten dollar an hour job and keep fucking bombs off the plane. Quite frankly, that's what they do. No matter if you hate them or love them, and you hate taking your shoes off, you're at least not getting a fucking plane they have in the a middle job of the air, to no do matter how much I'm paying the ass. They have a do. job to do, and it's not to make your day great. It's not what they're there for. Right. So the fact that they were even being and nice she at all. Has, she has a video out trying to get this guy fired. I don't know what the result was back then. No. But, but it was only a capital, like, cross the T, dot the I, you know, it's no secret that I have, not many, but I have a few friends in country music. Uh, her mother and her sister were the Judds, for those who don't get the reference. I have they don't, a few friends. they don't like her very much. I have a few friends from uh, the University of Kentucky. That, you know, friends from the other show that I was on, etc. It doesn't take that much to figure out. And I've been on 15 movie sets. I haven't made friends with A-list stars, but I've talked to a few. I can tell you that from all three of those worlds, she is universally hated. Disliked. She's and one of those people that almost see this to video. how she became a star. Well, oh, we know how she, she did. Good old Weinstein fucking sweaty body. <laughs> She took some. She took some dick. That's how she became a star, right? Okay, now things are clear. And she took it and kept her mouth <laughs> shut to save everyone else. Yes, what a fucking martyr she is. Gosh. Yeah, because there's a. This turned into certain, Tim and Tom people we hate. Yeah, there's a certain person from Kentucky who draws quite a bit, who would like to lynch her, from a from a very very <laughs> stout rope. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah, because apparently, apparently she likes to make herself. Uh, she she likes to get on the big screen at uh, Kentucky uh, sporting events. And you know, like and that, couldn't uh, name three in the history of the fucking program. Yeah, particularly the college sports. She likes to get on the big screen and have everybody cheer that she's there. And apparently, they don't like her much, which makes me wonder how, who she knows. Well, maybe she's got a fucking. Uh, Maybe she's got a couple of governors or something like that in her belt. Gosh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, because well, she's not really that big a name anymore. I mean, what does she do anymore? Uh, complains not, about she, people at TSA. Yeah, I mean, she's That's not an gig. active movie star or anything anymore, really. Because, well, fuck, nobody'd have her on the set now. I don't imagine. It's hard to tell. Okay, it's well, hard to uh, tell if she kept that vagina in shape for another sucker to hire, her, but whatever. Maybe. Okay, we'll, we'll segue out of that one into here's here's one that I do know, and I don't know if you saw that. Do you know who Ruby Rose is? Uh, I know she's Amber a, Rose. She's from Australia. She's, she's a, a, a she's a female actress, but she's a cisgender. Um, so I'm not. I don't know what a cisgender me. is. I I think she's not straight. She's not gay. She's not bi. She doesn't see gender. At all, I think I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty but sure. But she herself is a female born, right? Right, and she's a fairly attractive. 
Although she okay, kind of has she's one of these wackos who just says that he, there is no gender. Everybody can decide. I, I, as far as I know, I, I could be wrong on that, but but it's it's not relevant to the story anyway. Okay. Um, the 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 uh, CW is going to do a Batwoman show, I believe it is. Or no, I can't remember. It's a superhero show anyway. And one of the incarnations of this female superhero in the comic books, in one of the versions, she's a lesbian. So they decide, well, they're going to cast her as this part, which would be, I supposedly, anyway, the first time this has ever happened. So, of course, immediately there is uproar from, okay, well, the original version of this person was not a lesbian, and she was Jewish, so that's bullshit. Which, who cares, right? But the funny part for me is the LGBTQ community, they're outraged because the character's supposed to be a lesbian, and Ruby Rose is not a lesbian. She's only, she's cisgendered. Now they're mad, too, because she's not really a true lesbian. She'll sleep with women, but she's not a true lesbian. So she can't play the part, either. Well, cool, man. To, I was fucking worried needs, about fucking that guy in the ass last night, but uh, I'm not a true fact now. Thank you uh, well, for well, clarifying. Well, apparently, apparently, Tom, you the only parts you can play in the movie, and actually you should get every part from now on, if there's a bus the driver, if there's any scenes with bus drivers, you've got to get that part because you've actually been a bus driver. Or carriers or podcasters. What? Or carriers or podcasters. Yes. Or, well, or if there's anything to do with independent wrestling, they better yeah. call you. Um, any managerial-type jobs, you've done that, so that you, you can apply for those now because you've actually been a manager. Whereas, yeah. I mean, what, what, does, what does playing a fake character in a fake show about a fake universe have to do with your sexuality? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. fucking nothing. But I just think it's funny you know that, what, that both the straights and the lesbians are pissed off. That just kills me. The, uh, so are they pissed off Ruby Riot? Are they pissed off at Ruby Rose, or is she part of the pissed off in this? No, she, they, drove, they drove her off Twitter. Because first she took about two or three days of shit from the straight people. Oh, fucking she can't be. What the fuck? This is bullshit. Then, then somebody in the LGBT community went, hey, wait a minute. She's not really a lesbian. Then they started in on her. So, <laughs> so she's went social media quiet because she can't. Well, she's got a place to even hide anymore. <laughs> you say, you say she's pretty hot. She's. I could see like if she grew her hair out and all that, she'd be she'd be a good looking woman. Yeah. Well, Ruby Rose, I'm here for you, babe. I was just thinking. My first thought when you first started the story was because uh, she's going to play a hero, um, but it's a lesbian. I, I just, the song from the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl singing, There goes my hero. And he's running into a burning building, and there's two chicks eating yeah. each other out that he has to carry. Or scissoring. Sweet. That'd be a nice fucking video. That's a video. Yeah. Well, like some somebody said, so you know, okay, does that mean that um, uh, we need to go back and take away 
any Academy Awards that uh, uh, Jodie Foster has won because she's a lesbian, but she's always played straight people. So really, that's that is how can that be an award-winning portrayal? She doesn't know what it's like to be straight. She can't act. Jodie, I mean, nobody can. See, I, yeah, she's a. If I yeah, knew this, a it's a forgotten fact. Jody is yeah, uh, into, the, into the vagina. Huh? Yeah, big big time. Um, wow. I mean, who cares, right? I mean, that that is one of the times where I don't care. Uh, if she can play the part, she plays the part. I mean, I don't turn on a movie and and go, okay, who's starring in this baby? Oh, it's uh, it's Brad Pitt. What what what's he playing? Is he playing a straight guy? Oh my God, if he was playing a gay guy. I can't watch this. Uh, I might be able to you watch that gay shit. But... Anyway, well, no, but uh, but no, no, but no, but you couldn't watch it because he can't play gay. I think I straight know. people can play gay, and I think gay people can play straight. It's if you can act, you can act, right? I mean, I don't know that I mean, uh, can... that that what's it called that uh, the names escaping me. The two cowboys, the one's dead. Uh, Jesus, don't you're not helping much. Two cowboys broke back mountain. Broke back. Oh, Heath, Le- Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. That uh, that didn't really make me feel too comfortable. Uh, I don't give a shit who who judges me. No, but that they wasn't were because of their acting. Straight it wasn't. Guys. Be- it wasn't because you you watched it and went, "Well, I don't think these guys are very convincing as gay guys." I can never quit I you. <laughs> oh, those queers. No wonder you killed yourself, you dope. The Olsen twins are killing you. I could you. never quit, you joker. Of course what you're a line. joker. Hide your fucking oh, face. What a line. God. <laughs> uh, I've never seen that whole movie. I can never get past that. Uh, you can't. That. You can't watch it. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to watch. Just, no, I'm, this is not material. That This is not entertaining in any way, shape, or form for me. None. Fucking dude, after he did it, after he signed up for that shit, he started, you know, painting his face and 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 gave the uh, whatever I mean, the yeah. Dark Knight performance because he yeah. wanted to hide and didn't realize it is because he was fucking taking in the ass from Jake Gyllenhaal, and then he and then he had to fucking shoot himself <laughs> up and call the Olsen twins to get him some Narcan. I was more comfortable watching Jeez. the documentary about Hir- Hiroshima than I was watching that shit. Honestly. Oh my god! That's just like, ugh. especially because you know they're not. I guess maybe that's part of it is because you know they weren't gay, or I guess we assumed they weren't gay, and that makes it just all the more. Oh my god! The one one of them had a wife, and the other one was throwing them against the wall, making out in front of the wife. <laughs> yeah. No, no offense to anyone, but if you want to call me a homophobe, you fucking write that right on my forehead because I am one. I don't begrudge them the right to exist, but it makes me uncomfortable. I can't say it doesn't. At least having to watch. I mean, every time, every time I I made out, every time I made out against the wall with one of my fucking camping buddies, I made sure my wife was nowhere around. (laughs) I mean, come on, what kind of dick is that? That's not. I know you. I know you don't watch South Park, but they had a whole stick about that where the two friends. They go to a par- They go to a party, and the guy's got a, uh, a hot tub. So the one guy jumps Ugh. in, and, and he um, he starts jerking off in the hot tub. And his buddy comes over, and, and uh, 
catches him kind of and then realizes that, no, that's not maybe a bad move. So these two guys are in the hot tubs watching each other jerk off and about how, you know, well, is that really, you know, is that gay or not? And their whole debate, because they're worried about being gay afterwards, well, of course it's gay. If you're watching a man spank his dick and you got a boner and they're spanking yours, that's gay. I don't know what else you call yeah. it. <laughs> it was, you know, while South Park is always kind of the double tongue-in-cheek of, yeah, it's gay, but does it really matter? Not really, and blah, 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 blah. But it's just funny to watch these two guys. And that's spooge. And I would be more worried of the spooge in the tub that I was sitting in than the act of him. Yeah, the only, the only way I get in a hot tub is if I own the hot tub, and I know nobody else has been in the hot tub but me. Because otherwise somebody's probably fucked in there and there's is in there somewhere because that's what assholes do uh, hot tubs for some reasons which I never could quite figure out I always figured a bed was a perfectly good place to have sex I really need to do it in the hot tub uh, I mean I would I would but it's pretty hot in them things too they claim it's not too good for women either Get the, there's a lot of bacteria in a hot tub uh, but that just went a place we didn't really want it to go well, the first hour of Tom yeah. ends with the uh, with the uh, fucking uh, bacteria in the spooge. Well, yuck! You know, we didn't know where it was going to go, and it's, yeah, it's well, not it sometimes often goes to dark. Days. It sometimes goes to dark places. I mean, I had Nate uh, getting freaky with the Chief Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the last show, so you know. True. Um, <laughs> Nate, I mean, if you Nate want to talk about perfect. Nate is the perfect uh, uh, question E of the demonic <laughs> questions that you put together in that brain of yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little twisted when it comes to that stuff, I have to admit. But I couldn't believe that Nate Bush actually called Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg freaky. And they'd probably have sex with her because she looked like a freak. What an odd statement uh, to make about an 85-year-old woman. I don't know if I caught that whole show. Was Jack Swagger in a in a, in a three way? Well, no, I, jo- I jokingly when he told me about his great love of Jack Swagger, and I jokingly said, "Oh, well, I should have should have made a category with Jack Swagger." <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, you got to get him." Yeah, he got That's me a future episode. Yeah, well, no, Jack. Yeah, Jack Swagger comes out. In the, well, I don't know if you saw on Twitter uh, because I had one with a, or if you heard it that I had Bobby Blaze in one. Uh, did I hear? Uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, who the hell did I have? Um, uh, time time, prime time, Brian Lee. And then, uh, oh shit. Who was the other one? The other one was a face. I can't remember his name. Um, from Smoky Mountain anyway. And then the third one was Bobby Blaze. Well, of course, we went off. Uh, no, um, Oh, Dirty White Boy Tony Anthony. Oh, okay. I worked with him, <laughs> by the way. Well, you know, it, it pop, knocked, I knew it would pop me Nate. Out. Oh, sweet. I, I knew it would pop Nate, but I didn't realize the response I was going to get for Bobby Blaze. And then we went off a little bit on Bobby, you know, because, you know, Bobby is a crazy motherfucker. And, I mean, he's a crazy yeah. guy I know. He has zero, he even has less of a filter than you do. And you're, yeah. you're 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 careful every once in a while, but Bobby says whatever's on his mind, he doesn't give two fucks, which is like a, yeah. his appeal, really. 
We said, well, you know, he's a crazy motherfucker, but he's also smart as a whip at the same, same breath. And then we went yeah, on. Yeah, very and, well, educated you know, man. Yeah, I said at the end of the day, you know, uh, Bobby Blaze could 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 uh, do the schoolboy roll up on me at a at a swingers place any time. Well, Bobby listened to the show <laughs> and and loved it, of course, as as we suspected. So I cool. promptly invited I promptly invited Bobby to participate in the next Mary Fuck Kill, which he is all for. So my devious mind is hard at work coming up with a set of people that will even rock Bobby Blaze's world, which is going to require some thought because I kind yeah, of figured, I don't know what, yeah, I didn't know what your thoughts would be, but I kind of figured, you know, if it's three women, Bobby's going to be, what's the problem? Fuck him, fuck him, and fuck him. Yeah. True. Pretty much. So I'm going to, I ain't going to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to get creative and, uh, I'm going to have to do some research on Bobby Blaze and see if he's got some uh, some people in his past and or some enemies that I can bring up. At least I did have the brief idea that if I knew who the warden was when he was uh, worked in a jail, that that would probably be a funny one. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 can, uh, I can chime in on some of them uh, off air, some suggestions. But yeah, that, that I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, you can you can be on the show, but you can't participate because your mind is as bad as mine, and all you're going to do is uh, you're not going to be aghast at any of it. Whereas Mr. Nate, of course, just he can't help himself as he envisions right, right. Uh, as he envisions himself having to have sex with uh, whoever it might be. With Whereas you would just. Well, I I don't I think uh, Nate has some troubles uh, uh, disqualifying people. Yes, he does. He uh, <laughs> he wants to spread Whereas his. I'm like, okay, there's. Yeah, he's he's not too fussy. He wants to spread his love worldwide. He he drew the line at Roseanne, but he didn't have any problem with Rosie O'Donnell. And I'm like, well, if I have to, but Jesus, really. I mean, oh well, you heard me. I, I give him Ashley, Ashley Judd, and Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milano, and he was all about Ashley Judd. And I'm like, okay, they're all crazy, but at least Alyssa Milano still looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, she's batshit crazy uh, too. But I don't know. I don't know if I fucking nodded out because I remember the Ashley Judd, Alyssa Milano, and uh, Rose category, and I remembered some other things, but I didn't remember the Brian. Bobby plays Ryan Lee one. Yeah, that's a, uh, that was the second to second to last, I think. Maybe I maybe I nodded out when I was listening. I mean, and I definitely crushed him with Stephen P. New. He didn't see that coming at all, and I don't know how he didn't, but he didn't. Wait a minute! Did I hear that one? Well, that was the last one. Was uh, Ruth, Ruth Supreme Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Gloria Oh, oh that oh, or, or our good friend Stephen P. New. Now I'm mixing that up with an off air conversation we had where we were using our which I can't reveal now because we were gonna unveil that using our sponsors for another reason. Type uh, of thing. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, so well, I mean I mean Nate had to even stop about I mean he 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 wanted to have sex with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Over, I mean, Gloria Aldridge's a cow, but 
mean, if, I mean she's seventy-two. I guess maybe you don't maybe you don't lose a lot there, but it was bizarre, very bizarre. How bizarre! How bizarre! How bizarre! Uh, who, who sings that song? I, can, I don't know. That was I one can, of our uh, trivia questions. Oh, baby, you're driving me crazy. How bizarre! Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, every time I look around, every time I look around. I gotta tell. Oh, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta tell you something baby. totally different. Diff- yeah, totally different than, than what what we usually talk about. Oh, I gotta. Uh, I gotta let you know. Um, a a non conversation piece generally on the Wide Man Can't Jump Network is Major League Baseball, other than derogatory. And these <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies. Well, at least they were winning. I think they won against the Red Sox. Um, they have they have an incredibly great record here in Philadelphia. Uh, these Phillies. Not the water. They lost. No, I said it's the water. Oh, the other gotcha. teams come to town and get dysentery, and in Philadelphia, well, we talked that slop you call drinking water. We talked briefly about these Boston Red Sox being like a million games ahead in the AL East and the class. The, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, de- Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Red Sox seven four tonight. Yeah, so, so right now versus these top dog Red Sox, the Phillies are two and two, and it took like a bullpen blunder where they'd be three and one against them. Uh, we have. Uh, uh, the World Series pitcher from Chicago, Jake Arrieta, is our number two. And our number one is Aaron Nola, who was a big-time prospect way back when, when the Phillies were good. Remember, like, 2008 and all that? Um, 2010, Roy Halladay, uh, RIP. Um, Halliday, yeah. Anyway, uh, Aaron Nola was a prospect in their organization that was said to be an ace, and then Struggled out of the gate, but apparently they're they're a hot one too, as I haven't really paid attention until now. And they acquired the best hitting catcher in the American League, something Mr. that the Rainbow. Sixers, yeah, something that the, those Seventy Sixers always uh, pussy out and don't do, or can't do, or don't don't have the presentation to obtain. They got Wilson Ramos. As I, I say Ramos, you say Ramos. Ramos, Ramos. Correct? All the same. But his first game we his first about. game off the DL tonight, he did nothing but fucking smack around the Red Sox. Had two doubles and a triple, a handful RBIs. We mm, may RBIs. have a legitimate team here in Philadelphia. Well, you're, uh, as of tonight, the Phillies hold the upper hand in the wild card, but the, only by one game. So they got some work to do, but they're in there. Well, are they ahead? The Braves are ahead of them then, in the standing. Yes, the Braves are. Okay, well, I got to go back to the division for that. Um, Hold on. In the standings, uh, in the division, the Braves have a two-game lead over the Phillies. So that's that's easily done. That's easily done on in a weekend series against Atlanta if they still have one left. So yeah, and the Braves have been real hot. So. Yeah, you may hear a little bit, uh, a little bit about baseball from oh, me. Oh, no, they because, make the uh, World Series, dude. 
or if they make the playoffs, got. I mean, we're going to talk about the playoffs in baseball, whether we like baseball or not. The playoffs is a whole other ball of wax. That's, you got to talk about that stuff's going on. We got some. Uh, I mean, I haven't attended a game, which is rare. I usually do at least once a year, and it's pretty hot ticket these days. So, uh, you know, on a, on a mean, Saturday got, or Sunday, you might see me wandering the, down. Uh, the Phillies have got a beautiful uh, five games here coming up against the Mets, who suck. So that should be a, you know, they should get at least, what are they? they should take four four or five. of. They're in New York. What do they have, like three? They have, they have all five in New York? What's it, a rainout makeup or something? Yeah, uh, they get a double they get a double header today, and they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Damn. Then they got three against. Uh, oh no, those are in Philadelphia. Sorry, those are those are in are Philadelphia. They? Yes, uh, four. You got Maybe a two five start to tomorrow. Uh, when is this? The uh, the Saturday game is at two. Is it uh, four o'clock? And the Sunday game is a, is the oh the Sunday night is the ESPN game of the week. That's the Sunday <laughs> night TV game. How about that? I bet they thought. I bet they thought going into the season that that would be like a that nice rivalry a, thing. Yeah, and the Mets fucking blow again. Playoff but race, the, yeah, Mets. Oh, see, they've got the oh, oh, see, they 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 got this fucking thing wrapped up, dude. They got five against the Mets. They got forty games left. They got five against the Mets. Washington's pretty good. Then they get three against Toronto. They suck. Uh, two against the Cubs, but they're pretty good. Then they got three more against the Mets. Then uh, Any three at Washington, three at Miami. Then they got three more again against the Mets, and then they've got seven of their last ten are against Atlanta. So they're going to either make it or break it on their own. I mean, they, they've got, like I said, they got seven games against Atlanta left. So they'll decide their wow. fate if they can, if they can beat Atlanta, nice. they will. That'll put them in, or it won't. They play in that's ten a, days. That's a great thing. Yeah, between the September 20th and September 30th, they play the Braves seven times. And then they got – they do not get a fucking day off. They play the 20th, 21st, 22nd. They play every fucking night for 10 days straight to end the season. And Colorado sucks too. They get a four-gamer in the middle there against Colorado. So there's no reason why if the Phillies got their shit together, they should get in. And if they don't, it'll be because they they blew it. If they play really five hundred, the if they play five hundred ball and win more than they lose against the Braves, they should be in, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say they should at least get the wild card. Because well, actually, Washington they got a better record than Washington too. I thought Washington was a better team than that. Washington is probably more talented, but you know, shit happens. Yeah, talent's not always about talent. If it was about talent, uh, a lot of teams would win every year that don't even come close. Yeah, and and that wandering eye of somebody that even a non-baseball fan can appreciate, South Jersey's own Philly Eagles season ticket holder, Mike Trout, a.k.a. best player in the majors, has... Is he a Trout? He'll be a Philly, of course. Um, when his time comes. When his time uh, comes up, yeah. It's been no secret that, you know, he's a Philly guy. And uh, 
you know, he, he'll he's already financially set in his first four or five years in the majors just because he's all that. And uh, so he'll come here and then we'll be good again. He, he this, can even probably afford to – he can probably even afford to take a uh, small bit of the hometown discount, as they like to call it. Uh, just more than likely would, but he, he's literally got like Willie Mays and Betty Bruce and Barry Bonds, et cetera, like numbers from his, you know, from beginning here's to end a, already. Here's a story for you, uh, football related. Um, I don't know. Do you know who Jalen Ramsey is? Yes. From Jacksonville. Right. Quarterback from the, from the Jaguars. Uh, you say you said defense, right? Cornerback, cornerback. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I might have said I might have said quarterback. Uh, he came out today and uh, had some things to say about uh, some of the uh, NFL quarterbacks. Um, called uh, Josh Allen, who's never played a game yet, uh, for the Buffalo. Uh, called him trash. Said uh, okay. Matt Ryan from the Falcons is overrated. Um, <coughs> Jared Goff from the Rams. I might tend to agree with the second one, but uh. okay. Uh, Jared Goff from the Rams is uh, uh, maybe average at best. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger is decent when he's at his best, but that is it. Um, uh, Andrew Luck isn't really very good. And he said, "Well, who who do you think is uh, worth talking about?" To which he, I'm trying to find that part. Um, oh, first, uh, Deshaun Watson, who is fucking suspended right now, um, will be the MVP of the NFL in a few years. Uh, and where are the other two? There was two I more that he mentioned. I necessarily disagree with that. Um, are they off color? That. All yes, all the three guys that he said anything good about were black. <laughs> Cam and all the ones that he said, yeah, and all the ones he said that sucked were white boys. <laughs> That was the See point. what happened was. <laughs> I, I, I didn't yeah, even know that when I was saying it. Yeah, I thought it was fucking Mr. well done. Mr. Ramsey uh, was. He's daring somebody was to bring a it very, up. He was a very, uh, very valuable cog in oh, the wheel. Oh, here's the rest of, of the, the list. Here's the rest of the list. He didn't. He didn't get all white boys, but. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I don't understand how he's the top pick. Uh, Joe Flacco sucks. Uh, Rodgers and Brady, <laughs> Rodgers and Brady don't suck. Um, Tyrod Taylor is totally underrated. No, he's not. He sucks. Marcus Mariota okay. is totally underrated. He's he's a great game manager. Oh, he's Hawaiian. Okay, but he's not white though. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who went from. Uh, the Patriots to uh, the Forty Niners. San Francisco. Yeah, he might yeah. be. He 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 might be good. Uh, Deshaun Watson will be an MVP. Carson Wentz will be an MVP. So that's a white guy, I guess. Uh, yeah, he he basically Carson, slammed most of the white boys. Uh, Eli Manning. Time, Eli Manning's been in. Yeah, Eli Manning's only been good because of Odell Beckham Jr. Otherwise, he'd suck. Because uh, <laughs> you remember a guy named Plaxico Burris. Uh, Bortles, Blake Bortles, Bortles do what he got to do. That was his statement, which I don't, I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, Drew Brees, that means Drew it's Brees his own. 
Okay. Uh, uh, who else we got? Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins. I haven't heard good things. Matt Ryan's overrated. And Drew Stafford. Drew Stafford, his comment about Drew Stafford was he's straight. Matt Stafford. Or Matt Stafford. Was he straight? I'm not quite sure. Uh, is that, that a is gay that thing? Or? For, well, is that, yeah, is that black speak for something else? that I, or Some kind of slang or something that I don't? Yeah, it could be straight. He basically like, said he's about I. I mean, he's I mean, he couldn't he's really I. Speak, yeah, he he couldn't really say anything about uh, uh, Rodgers and uh, Brady because, of course, they've all won Super Bowls and MVPs and shit, so he can't say anything about them, really. But anybody else pretty much sucked, except for a couple of black guys and one or two white boys. But the rest of them sucked. So he's not a big fan of the quarterbacks, Mr. Ramsey. So I can tell from him see... saying that, I can tell from him saying that shit that he plays fantasy football for one. Um, two, he's, uh, he's, he was known, I wish I had the specific, but he was put in the public eye last season in the playoffs because he guaranteed a victory, I believe over the Patriots in which he lost, but it may have been over the Steelers in which they won to advance the Patriots. So he became like, uh, and he was a hell of a player as a young buck. So now he's got a voice, so to speak. Well, he's only, he's only been in the, this is, this is only headed into his third season. Yeah. He's a young guy. <laughs> he really doesn't have a huge resume with which to speak of yet. I guess he was hot but he shit did in at Florida state, but he did guarantee a victory over either the Steelers or the Patriots. And one of them happened and one of them didn't, or maybe he guaranteed both. I don't, I forget, but, but, you know, <clears throat> I, I kind of like the idea of, you know, he's a cornerback. And I he sort of like to see it firsthand. Well, and he and he's definitely, you know, okay, if there's any, you know, he's, I have just challenged you motherfuckers, throw at me. Yeah. You know, and if, he, if, he's, if he's good, he'll back up his talk. And if he's not, well, he's going to have to eat some crow. But, I mean, isn't that kind of sort of Deion Sanders-ish kind of where, I really think yeah. you know you're okay, but you know this is this is me we're talking about over here. You aren't going to throw in my direction, and I got to be yeah. honest. I mean, Dion was Dion was pretty good, but uh, half the time, how the hell would anybody ever know? Because they just didn't bother throwing there quite often. The last couple of years, yeah. he played for the Cowboys there. I don't really know if he was any good or not because they just never went at him, or very fucking rarely. They just well, you know, he's. Deion Sanders, maybe we won't throw over there. Even though they probably could have, because when he played for the Cowboys, he really wasn't that good anymore, in my opinion. But I just thought it was interesting that he talked some shit about some guys you don't normally, you know, usually the quarterbacks are kind of off limits. You don't usually hear much criticism about them from from anybody. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, I like his moxie, and he's certainly talented. But I I, I uh, I'd be careful because uh, Jacksonville be is obviously yeah Jacksonville is a team that nobody nobody I mean I did actually but nobody else really thought highly of if you remember my in our co venture of making picks on video and so forth I took Jacksonville a lot last year and uh, was correct on a lot of those games but <clears throat> you know. They, you don't even know what you know. They do. They do still have Blake Bortles, and uh, 
Of course, their defense is good, yada, 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 and Leonard Fournette, boo, boo, boo. But, you know, they might have been one of those yeah, teams who what, overachieved. I mean, they were 10 They made it to the, year, so to yeah. the uh, one, one game from the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they were, were uh, they, they played horrible. the Patriots in the AFC yeah, they were horrible. I mean, it's going to be. Uh... It's not like they got Aaron, Aaron Rodgers behind center there. That's why he said he'd do what he got to do. Because Blake he Bortles done, is but... a guy who, you know, if, if Blake Bortles were on another team, Mr. Ramsey probably wouldn't have that to say about it. Blake, Blake Bortles be suck. <laughs> he be shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think Blake Bortles my bitch. Yeah. He blew who yeah, he got a blue. <laughs> there's a team you're going to see a definite improvement in. I think uh, they might be a sleeper team this year as the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has uh, got something to prove this year. He got something to prove. This oh, year. I mean, gonna, they may not. I don't mean Super Bowl, but they're not going to be no fucking seven and nine next year. I know that. They're going to be better. Well, than that, that that had a lot to do with him being hurt, and uh, yeah, I mean he's he's just like he's. He's Kevin Durant or LeBron James to Tom Brady or whatever. He's just like if the fucker gets the ball back and he's down you six be, or seven, you just don't know. you're just like fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. the last guy you want to have the ball. That's true. And he's yeah, well, it's gonna be he's fun. been very be interesting. He's been vocal uh, about his receivers, his young receivers. I don't know if you caught this story, but. Uh, I forgot his first quote. It was something about them kind of sucking, uh, without saying sucking. And then uh, the reporters came to him the next day, and he said, well, I hope we're not that soft or we're not going to win any games. I'm not uh, here to do anything but throw throw the football. I'm the quarterback. And if I got that – if my guys on my team are that soft that my words about their performance – bother them in what they're supposed to do in their positions, then I might be, you know, playing with the wrong guys. So he, you know, he, he's been pretty vocal. Like he wants people to step up to his level and, uh, he's earned the right through his performance. No, I won't necessarily say that that's the right way to go about it by calling guys out publicly, but sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but in the same breath, you know, NFL, you want to win the Super Bowl, you, you fucking, you, you better bring it because there's just too many good players, too many good teams. If you don't show up every week, you wake up on, you know, week 12 and you're, you're out of it because <laughs> you know, you're just, there's a lot of, and this year particularly, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Uh, and if some of these rookies who have all so far, uh, none of them have sucked yet. I'm not saying they won't, because it's only been one week of preseason. And then again, you know, the pre the preseason to the regular season is another is another hop, skip, and a jump. But so far, none of them have sucked. If even two or three of them turn out to be the real deal out of the five or six, uh, there's going to be some uh, mighty mighty tired cornerbacks and pass protection teams because the ball is going to be, I mean, I watched that. It was at Josh Allen from Buffalo and yeah, I mean, he's, he's green and he's got some work to do, but he, he fired a couple of 50 yard passes that were just effortless where he didn't even look like he, he loaded up and he, you know, flick of the wrist 50 yarders. Well, boy, 
I don't know about you, but I haven't seen anybody throw like that in a, quite a while. Uh, a lot of the guys don't have big arms anymore. They, they've gone to the, you know, Tom Brady model where, you know, we're deadly accurate from you know ten to twenty, but we're not so much after that. And this guy looked like he might, uh, he might have the the real deal there, which would be good for Buffalo because Lord knows everything else they got sucks, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, well, they haven't had a like. I mean, they haven't had a quarterback in Buffalo since uh, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. I mean, and uh, they're kind of like uh, we did. Uh, Nate and I did on the last show uh, Miami Dolphin quarterbacks, and we laughed like we laughed outrageously. I mean, since Dan Marino, <laughs> who was there for like sixteen years or eighteen years or something. They haven't had a half-decent quarterback since. And it's no wonder they don't no. win, because you can't win without one. No. You know, Gus, um, Gus Barat. <laughs> laughed so hard at Gus Barat after he had been in Washington. Excuse me. Um, um, here in Philly, here in the, in well, the land of fans that ignore everything, uh, a big, a big thing, uh, you know. Last year, uh, we got injured in a lot of places. Um, Jason Peters and uh, da, 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 who's our, who's our def- uh, Never mind. There, there was five injuries that I can't yeah, think of. Yeah, there was my injuries head. all over the place. <clears throat> there was injuries all over. But the anyway, let's put it that way. Everybody's feeling better this year, except, you know, uh, our top receiver. Um, a Super well, Bowl you, fucking stud, and you've got a quarterback uh, who still may or may not. That yet remains to be seen. Yeah, we don't know about Nick Foles or Carson Wentz, but um, I can't believe our Super Bowl champion well, they both, uh, wide receiver. They both. For, they both forget them because you're going to make me forget more. Um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to stall because. I can't remember our number one receiver who came from the Bears. Please tell me his name. Uh, uh, fucking caught a goddamn touchdown in the Super Bowl. Uh, what the fuck's his name? I don't know. Wallace? Who's the Eagles' number one receiver? I don't know. Oh, Christ. It's he, he got. He's an all-pro from the Bears. He got traded from the Bears to us. Why, am, oh, why is his uh, name escaping me? Uh, uh, Jeffrey. Thank you. Alshon Jeffrey. Sorry, Philly fans. I just had a slip of the brain. Uh, come on. There's just so many names. It's hard to remember. Have them all on the tip of your tongue. You know them when you hear them, but sometimes a guy's got to – sometimes I've got to go look to and go, okay, yeah, I knew that. But there's just so many. I mean, he's our number one uh, our Super Bowl team. Yeah, though. see, he's out with but, uh, what is his issue? Uh, injury. The scapular imbalance. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> I came up with another thing. That uh, what was the thing you said that Markel Fultz couldn't do? That I didn't have on my top ten. Uh, raise his hand in school for for an answer. Right. right. I also came up with he couldn't uh, hail any uh, waiters at fancy restaurants. Yeah. Did you do cabs in the top ten? You can't get a cab either. Don't, Oh, you can't hail a cab. Oh, there's three. We're working on another one. Yeah. Beautiful. The top 20 things. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I mean. 
Alshon's out for at least the first two games, from what I heard tonight. Um, we got rid of Tory Holt, and you could, you could say what you want about him last year, but he did a lot. What we got him for is to stretch the field, and although he didn't catch, uh, you know, any spectacular 80-yard bombs from Wentz or Foles, he did, you know, get some 45, 50-yard penalty calls well, that put us in position. I mean, you've got. Did you uh, did you well me? No, I, I'm oh, okay. just saying. I mean, they've they've got Mike Wallace, who was not yeah. too bad. Who's kind of like Tory Holt light, right? And they I mean, got Nelson Torrey Aguilar, Holt. who's not who's not too bad. But, but Aguilar was the shits. Until no, he, he, his numbers two. are okay. Um, no, until they're going uh, to throw a lot of balls. Here, Aguilar showed up. He was about to get cut because he was the shits. Mm-hmm. Prior going to by Jeffrey. Last yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He had Jeffrey and he had Tory Smith, who I just called Tory Holt, uh, beside him. Veteran presences, and he also had a good tight end in Zach Ertz. I mean, and it, it had, opened the uh, field up for him a little bit. He had more catches than your boy Alshon Jeffrey did last year. So, Yes, it opened the field up due to double coverage. But the thing is, without them in the lineup, he's not a, he's not a number one. And, you know, if you want to say Mike Wallace is a number well, one. Well, they're going to have to. They're going to have to move. They're probably going to have to move Wallace into Jeffrey's spot, which means – Aguilar is probably going to go into Wallace's spot, and then they'll have the uh, throw a lot I'm of balls. Sure, I'm sure with Ertz and Dallas Goddard, they're going to do a double yeah. tight end deal yeah. and all that. Yeah, they're going to throw a lot of balls to, in the tight end direction, except that Goddard's fucking hurt. So, um, but, yeah. I mean, without receivers, with all these people saying, you, you know, I told you in Philly they're zombies, and they're sure we're going to repeat. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to have and, somebody got to catch it. Just because you got somebody that can throw it doesn't, you know, that's only part of the equation. And, you know, we got, uh, we, we got I mean, the, you can have, the, uh, the very old got the, uh, Darren Sproles back. You know. Yeah, I, but I but on paper the, the the Eagles are good. Now what they'll be? I'm not saying they're not. But you know whether they have a Super Bowl let down because that does happen quite often. Um, injuries, of course, because that is the bane of all fucking sports teams everywhere. Um, and of course, now that they're the champions, they're going to get everybody's a game. I got to give you, you can't do it yet, but about seven, about seven days before the season starts, around the last preseason game, I'll figure which is the worst to listen to, either 97.5 or 94.1. Just to give you a first-hand perspective, you know, you can find the link yourself, obviously you're better, but I'll send it to you if you don't. And if you can get through an hour of the callers, I will be <laughs> well, shocked. I might find it. I might find it funny. It might be so humorous. I mean, you would said, think you it up here. that you would think that it was the '85 Bears coming into this season, comparatively speaking, to 
last year, and it's not. I mean, yes, they are good. I am so elated, proud, happy, relieved that no uh, Cowboys fans or Redskins fans or Giants fans can say any longer, where's your rings, motherfucker? Uh, I know. I hope full, full marks. But we all know how hard it was last year. And even exactly. last year, you know, two or three plays that went their way, didn't go their way, they don't win. This year's nope. going to be even fucking harder. It's going to be even yep. harder this year. So that tells you all you need to know. I mean, we just had it happen up here. Like, I know you don't follow hockey, but uh, the Oilers just had their uh, their best defenseman just went down in a heap in training, tore ACL out for the season. What's his name? Uh, any other? Uh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Sakara. You would probably wouldn't know him because he's a foreigner and he's from England. Nah. But, I know. I know. Um, yeah, he, go, he goes out with a tore ACL. So, of course, the fan base is like, ah, holy fuck, our number one defenseman is the only one we had that was any fucking good. Oh, Christ. Out comes the fucking management. Oh, don't worry. Uh, we've seen such great strides in development in these two, you know, 18-year-olds we got on the farm that we're not even, you know, slightly concerned about this. It's, it's Well, yeah, we'll miss them, but we're, we're, we're quite confident that we can, you know, plug the gap from with what we've already got. To which my reply on uh, the sports net up here, ESPN for, for Americans, um, I replied to the sports net guy. I said, so if these two kids were so fucking good, how come they're not playing already? If we just, fin- oh. you just finished telling us you've only got one defenseman, you need at least six on a team. You got two real, real good ones, but you haven't been playing them? Why? The logic is lost on me. If they're good and ready, to, they were ready. They've been ready to go. Well, why weren't they playing last year when you guys sucked and didn't have any defensemen? <laughs> like I'm a little bit lost there. Uh, I find it hard to believe that uh, you know it would be like if if Connor McDavid went down. Oh well, don't worry. We had two. We got two guys who can take his place down in the minors. Well, if you get two guys that can take his place, why aren't they already playing? We should have yeah. three Connor McDavid's up here on the team then, if that's the case. Like, that's just stupid. But, of course, the fan base, oh, 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 the management says, oh, we're okay. Oh, fine, fuck him. Trade him. <laughs> we don't care now that he's hurt. And it's just like, guys, you just lost your number one D-man. Well, you're fucked. I, you're fucked, unless well, you find another well, one. I have. All I have is some uh, words that may be comforting, Tim. Just trust the process. Trust the process. Well, I hate Edmonton, so I'm quite okay with it. I mean, it would be like if Carson Wentz went down. Okay, now okay, they can legitimately say, well, don't worry about it. We got Nick Foles. It's okay. We got Foles. We're all right. But then if Foles goes down, they can't come back to the team. Well, they probably would. Well, don't worry. We, got the, we, we drafted a guy. He'll. He'll, he'll fill his shoes. Well, no, he won't. He might be able to two or three years from now, but he's not going to do it tomorrow. Well, I uh, to add some... I, mean, I don't even know who the third-string quarterback for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles even is. It is one Nate Sudfeld. He is a clone body-wise of... Wentz and Foles. He's like well, don't he just like look guy. like a big, 
Doesn't he just look like a big corn-eating farm boy from Indiana? Yeah. But one oh, thing no, that California has... He's from California, but he went to school in Indiana. Indiana, yeah. Um, one thing he doesn't have... Or, I'm, I'm sorry. One thing that Sudfeld and Wentz don't have that Foles has is the nickname from the shower and his co-teammates, including the black guys, Nick the Dick. Because Nick he, Foles is supposedly the Robert Fuller of professional football. Well, you yep. got to hand it to Nick Foles. If he's got a horse cock, all the power to him. Uh, you know it sucks, man. That guy, before last year, like even if last year didn't happen, his his old man is like, I, I forget the business, but it's like a multi-million, possibly billion-dollar business. So he's already wealthy. Uh, you know, he played at Arizona. He got, got all the chicks. Then you hear he's got a huge cock. And then he comes in as a fucking backup and beats the Patriots in the Super Bowl, along with everybody else in the way as well. So- is it is it Wentz, I mean, Wentz is the Jesus is the Jesus guy? Wentz is the Jesus guy. Goes on retreat. Okay, I was I, I wasn't uh, sure which one was which. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Just trying to keep them straight in my head. Um, yeah. Falls is uh, Falls believes in God. I believe. Uh, thank God. And stuff I mean, like there's that, nothing wrong with it. I just know one of them is pretty heavy duty. Not okay. Fair enough. Wentz is correct. Crazy spiritual, yeah. He, he, uh, actually, he bonded with the more spiritual players of color. Uh, some being his receivers. One got traded in uh, Jordan Matthews, and he literally drove Jordan to the airport, and they cried as they embraced when Jordan got on. Well, not got on the plane, but left uh, Carson before last season to go to Buffalo and uh, because Carson took him and Alshon and somebody else, some other brother, maybe Aguilar, not sure which ones, but it, and maybe a white dude was thrown in there, but they, they went on a retreat to just play football, learn each other's uh, personalities, run routes and talk about God. And they won the hey. Super Bowl. So you know what? there's another one for spirituality. There again, another you know, one for anti-racism. Whatever hey, floats your boat. God had no color. And if if yes. that's what gets you through today, all power to you. I mean, like we've both said publicly on here that I'm not sure what the right term is, but we both believe in something. Like we don't, we're not atheists yeah. or or whatever the case may be. We're I'm not sure what kind of a tag to put on it these days, but. You know, I'm not. I'm not sure that there's a god, you know, who wears a white robe up there, who sits in a big chair and watches out over us. But there's, there's logically, there to me anyway. There's something, some kind of higher power up there. I don't care what you want to call it. Doesn't matter to me. Um, but there's something up there. So I don't have a. I don't have a problem. Sure. With the, you know, there again, as long as he keeps it in the. In the avenues it belongs in, I'm okay with it. Like I don't need to. Okay, and well, we've got we, Carson Wentz on on ESPN today, and he launches into a 10 minute 
a speech about how we're all going to burn in hell. Okay, well, I don't want to hear that. No, I don't think he's that type of cat because uh, he also is an avid hunter. Um, After games, he flies. He flies back to north, north. He flies back to North Dakota after games, like from Philly, just to go hunting and clear his mind and kill. Uh, so killer instinct, I guess, is there for the heavenly uh, Carson. Um, but I think we are the only show in history that went within three minutes or so of talking about Nick Foles' giant larger-than-life cock in the well, shower that even black guys uh, shit the bed at. If, to, if, if you uh, believe in the higher, higher power, power. God, God made that big cock, so what's wrong with talking about it? But, but why didn't the good Lord bless Carson? And well, because give the, maybe Nick Foles doesn't Nick Foles doesn't have the faith, so he might need that big cock a little bit more than Carson Wentz. Yeah, give Carson Wentz a nice average one because he could deal with it. You know, he didn't need it. He just wouldn't. Maybe wouldn't uh, he, he maybe wouldn't. He maybe even wouldn't have used it. You know, maybe you know, I mean, God give Nick Foles a big cock so he could go up there and fuck the shit out of everything that moves. Knowing Carson Wentz I saw Nick Foles. I know. saw Nick Foles on the Aspies. Um, I guess a reasonably handsome man or whatever, and uh, I don't really know what he looked know. like to be honest. Uh, just really what you would picture, Carson yeah, Wentz. Carson Wentz is just, just, just a. It's just a regular. He just basically guy. looks like them, but anyway. Uh, he had his date, a.k.a. his wife or girlfriend. I'm pretty sure it's his wife, though. What kind of fool would she be to leave him? Uh, an heir well, of a million. He, I mean, he makes millions on his own. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Was he the MVP? I think he was. He had to be, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, on top of it, the mother, mother effers got you know, wonder, uh, 10 inches down there. I wonder how many people know that this is his second go-around with the Eagles. Well, everybody here does, but, uh, you know. I wonder how many of the Jeff at home know that that he actually won the Pro Bowl or was a Pro Bowler and back his first time around with the Eagles. And he lost to Drew Brees here by a field goal when Chip Kelly was the coach. And then Jeff Fisher well, almost I, ran him out of the game. Well, I tell you, whoever made the trade to get him back, which I'm not sure how they got him back. I don't know that. Howie sure. Rosen. Um, needs a pat on the back because that was a good move, obviously, and, and came up roses. Um, yes, the Eagles front office as opposed to the Sixers, quite a big difference. Uh, because didn't they trade – who did they trade Sam Bradford for? Was that Wentz? Uh, false, I think. Or was that false? That's how they got I him think back? It was false. Or that's how they... Oh, my brother. Um, 99% Cause, cause that sure. Because that was a they trade him to get him back. No. No, that wouldn't be true. They traded him mm-hmm. to Minnesota. Yeah, because Bradford. Bradford was no, 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 no. Or no, to get they, him back. They traded Bradford to Minnesota. The original, the original was false 
to St. Louis for Bradford, I think. Now I'm getting mixed up. But because Bradford and Foles both played for Jeff Fisher, as did Goff, as did everybody that sucked until they got away from Jeff Fisher. But before the season opener... Before the season he over two years ago, Bradford moved. He got hurt and, and was on IR, and then they brought in – that was when they brought Vic back. And then they drafted Matt Barkley. Yeah. And then they, for, some, for some reason they decided he was expendable. And I'm not sure – got to get to that point. I'm not sure why. Blah, 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 blah. Blah blah blah. So Fish is a twentieth. gets his starts in the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think he went to St. Louis, then Kansas City, or vice okay, versa. Okay, so we got 2014. Chip Kelly releases the Deshaun Jackson. So of course that doesn't help. That didn't go over well here. No, I can imagine not. Okay, then he broke his collarbone. Mark, Chan- Mark Sanchez finishes out the season as Eagles starting quarterback. <laughs> that didn't go over well here. So then they trade Foles to St. Louis for Sam Bradford. Okay, I was right on that. All right. So then Souls goes. So how did he it come didn't back work out. to Philadelphia? It didn't work out in St. Louis. Okay, it was he ends very up bad going to. There. He ends up signing with the Chiefs. Because Andy Reid still believed in him. Yeah, a two-year deal, and he is. They do the Chiefs do not pick up his second-year option, and he is re-signed by the by the Eagles on a two-year deal. Because the quarterback coach for Kansas City was Doug Peterson. I don't. Ah, all right. Fair enough. So Jeffrey Laurier then must allow his uh, his general manager must uh, have a lot of rope. It's Howie Roseman who won Executive of the Year, and he works yeah, well, closely I mean, with coaches. Because it's, well, it's a rare uh, it's a rare owner who lets his you know most of the guys they're fucking eagle maniacs, and they think he's they, not they, Robert Kraft or Jerry Jones no. Yeah, yeah, that they they think just because they own a football team that they know about football, which is usually not the case, because most of them are no. businessmen and don't know shit about football. Certainly not running a, a franchise anyway. Well, good for you know, but, good for Nick Foles because he's going to come out smelling like roses one way or the other. Because his contract the, the is going to be up. So, barring injury, the Eagles are either going to have to re-sign him or he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, they 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 had chances to move him for like second round picks and and things that people would have, but as a show of loyalty and stuff, and with partially due to Wentz not coming back right away, they uh, they decided to keep Nick. But I, his his future is in question as far as long term. Well, they're waiting. Uh, to, but, I think they're they're waiting to see what Wentz has got. Yeah, sure. If he, that, that plays a part. Yeah, you know, if he plays and but, yeah, if he plays and but they and had good. Well, then they'll they may move him. But they had offers though uh, that were 
for a guy, even though he won the Super Bowl, for a guy at that stage in his career who well, was be... a quote-unquote backup, they had good offers. And they there's got to be twenty teams that would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, so they 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 I don't know how many they got, but they had offers that was confirmed by somebody legit. I don't remember who. Well, but they really should be a lot better than a better. Than should be a, a lot better than a second round pick, though. Good lord, that's nothing. Uh, second round's pretty good in football. Mind you, I suppose when when he's not under contract and you you could wait till the year was up, and get him for nothing. Yeah. Know, or, or attempt to or attempt to resign him for nothing. I, I guess. But back to maybe a, back to a big a picks better big than point. A big point, and uh, if you could understand it, it, it wasn't totally audible in Jason Kelsey's uh, parade speech that went viral. Um, Howie Roseman, the GM, was the GM in the losing years with Andy Reid fucking up the time management so much and got demoted in favor of Chip Kelly to have full control. And Howie Roseman, to his credit, instead of being defeated, worked harder, worked with people, uh, studied more, et cetera, et cetera, he 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 was still with the team but is he he went from DGM to a guy who was not seen by anybody cuz his office was on the other side of the building and he was still with the team but they literally didn't even see him except for certain people and after Chip Kelly failed he uh pitched his case as to why he should be back in that spot and damn if he didn't prove himself right. He played all his cards right, and they became world champions. So, very well, he, deserved. Uh, uh, he is also not the uh, general manager anymore. He's wait, actually what the, He is exactly the president of football the, operations. He is, the vice, he is the vice president of football operations, which is actually higher. He's that job, too. But he actually, they give him a higher one just to protect him. Just to let everybody know yeah. that, hey, and not only is this, because I'll call him a kid because he's fucking younger than me. He's only 43. Um, just a little reminder to everybody that this guy pretty much untouchable as far as, uh, you know, the only guy who's going to fire him is going to be the owner. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's uh, obviously executives, besides the larger-than-life ones like Jerry Jones, um, you wouldn't recognize if you passed him on the street, but if you did recognize Howie be. Roseman, right? But if you did in Philadelphia recognize the Howie Roseman, if you had five bucks in your pocket and he has a million in, well, more than that, uh, in his bank account, you still buy that guy a drink. You know, it's it's like he is very worshipped in this town. You poor bastards! You waited so long. So very long. Some people didn't even didn't even live long enough to see it, unfortunately. Yeah. For that for I that know. title. But and we, and then the same. And two months later, we got Villanova for their second three years. Well, so we're the, we're uh, pretty good. And the Phillies are rocking it. Uh, the the uh, Sixers made the playoffs. The Flyers made the playoffs, right? The Flyers, the Flyers made and it, the Flyers right? have got. Uh, 
the Flyers may have finally, and now I can't remember the young man's name. Um, shit. Wayne Gretzky. I'll go away, blog, blog talk, radio lady, hush in my ear about 10 seconds. We'll go for as long as we want. Uh, no, they finally may have solved their goaltending problem. They actually have, they actually signed a, or drafted a young guy from, from up his neck of the woods who may actually be a goalie worth having, which is the first one they would have had there in a long time. Uh, I mean, they were Ron Hextall, I guess, but, I mean, even that's back there. And he was, uh, he was as fiery and flashy as he was good, I guess. He had his moments of suckitude, too. Really, the best goalie Philadelphia has has had in the last 40 years was probably uh, Pelly Lindbergh. And Bernie oh, Perrault yeah. before that, yeah. Yeah, before that. But uh, Lindbergh, but then he, what, he died. He wrapped his Lamborghini or Ferrari or somewhere on a post and died. But uh, since then, they really haven't had any any steadying guy in the net. So with, uh, with somebody back there that can hold the fort down every now and then, the Flyers might actually, uh, I mean, they were half decent last year, but they might actually move up from half decent to pretty good. So I don't know. Being a Philadelphia sports fan, not too bad. Uh, at least last yeah, year. Yeah, it's, anyway. it's not. It really. I mean, some some people mistake the, uh, you know, passion and anger in, in some of my takes. But it's only because I, uh, I love the teams. I love all four of our teams, especially you know my favorite being the NBA. But uh, you know, I, I'd love the Sixers to win the NBA title this year. But I just don't think they're making the right move. Well, to do so and yeah, you know, as we've said lots of times on this show before, there are fans. Well, there are bunches of fans. There's bandwagon fans who are only there when the team wins. Then there are people who like to go, um, but they're not really, you know, they're the uh, Kool-Aid drinking type of fan, which is another type. Yeah. And then there's fans like us who. We not only love the franchise we love, but we love the sport, and we're not right. we're not uh, we're not tricked entirely by, you know, the management and the uh, uh, whatever the media department is throwing at us, you know. Okay, uh, you know, no, they, you know, trading uh, two guys for a bag of pucks was not a good idea. No, you can't convince me that that was a good move, you know. And this is why right. you maybe will prove me wrong, but. You know, like the false move and all that stuff. I mean, you can tell us whatever you want, but until we see some results, we're just, you know, we're not on board with that move. And you said it from the, you know, you said it before the guy even got drafted. Yeah, I did. And, you know, and nobody can, okay, but how many did? Not many. Oh, he looked like he's going to be a great player. Yeah. All right. They all followed um, that radio, those two radio stations that I was going to tell you. I mean, the proof in the, is not in the pudding so far, and like I said, and, and you're also big enough to, if he turns out to be all right, let's say he comes back this year and plays well, we'll give him the credit for that too. Sure, we won't I throw him under seventeen the, points. Yeah, a game. we won't throw him under the bus, hundred uh, percent. But for now, he's under the bus. If he, oh, you know, I won't say yeah. he can't crawl out from underneath there, but he's under there now. So he's got a lot of work to do to get out from underneath that fucker too. But uh, and I'm the same way. I mean, I love my Maple Leafs, but if they do something stupid, it's stupid. I don't care. And yeah. I can freely admit that. Okay, when they lose, 
Like, I'm not one of those fans either. Oh, the, you know, the, the Eagles lost. They're the fucking refs. Goddamn refs got it out for us. NFL doesn't doesn't love the Eagles. Well, no, the <laughs> you get beat. I mean, okay, everybody yeah. gets a bad call now and then, but I mean, when we get beat, we get beat. I don't have any problem admitting that. Like this year, like the Bruins, Bruins were a better team than the Leafs were this year, and they proved it in the playoff series. And that's that's all she wrote. I, I can't say anything more about it. Toronto needs to get better. And then they did. Yeah. So we'll see how. I'm not. And then they did. So. <laughs> I'm I'm 99% with you, but basketball, some refs are a little curious, and that's been proven. But you know, uh, in, no, but in, you in, still, in the case of right, but you still won't. I mean, if if okay, yeah, all right, we got five bum calls, and that's why we lost, and they were bum calls. Okay. But if your team gets beat, you don't go looking for excuses for why they got beat. They get beat because they you know, the excuses. No, it's because this guy here sucked. And this guy over here didn't do this. That's why we lost. Well, Whereas in the, in, in, in in the case of football, to make your point, um, you know, there might be a holding call or something when you score late in the game. But if you re- review the whole tape of all four quarters, you could easily find two or three on the other side that were, yeah, well, you know, stop you know, them, you get guys, stop the uh, other team. It just happened in the. I know you don't follow this, but they had the um, under 18, uh, not the World Championships, but they have a tournament every year up here. You know, the, the states is in it, and Sweden and Russia, and the usuals. But the guys all got to be under 18, and they can't be drafted yet by the NHL. And Canada is playing U.S. as, as, as want to happen in these events, and um, Canada scored with. You know, point one second left or something to tie the game. Uh, they didn't have video review at this thing for whatever reason, which nobody can quite figure out. But they didn't have it, and it turned out after you know when you slow everything down, okay, the goal shouldn't have counted, so the U.S. got jobbed. But then, of course, then the argument comes up, okay, but they still could have won in overtime and didn't. They ended up losing. Well, the reason we lost is because that goal shouldn't have counted. Well, no, that's the reason it went into overtime, but that's not the reason you lost. The reason you lost is because you got scored on again. You could have easily yeah. won in overtime, but they but they they packed up their bags because they're young kids, and they got you know they turned into cry, they got and went into crybaby mode, and you know we, we got fucked over and they didn't show up in overtime and the game was over before they turned around. Uh, you know, there's that kind of shit. That that's inexcusable. Uh, you know, and you can find in a football game, okay, well, we lost, you know, we, we got beat 21 to nothing, but it was those two calls that really fucked us. Well, no, it was those four drop balls on those first three series we had back in the first quarter when we should have scored 14 points and we didn't get nothing. You know, that would have changed the game immensely. But people only people only see the, or a lot of people anyway, they only see the last five minutes of, of a game and what happened and, you know, games turn on weird things both ways. Sports is a weird thing. That's why it's so much fun to watch. You just never really know. Yeah. Well, you, know, you were saying this way, but go ahead. You were saying earlier that uh, we were about out of time, but I was uh, thinking, since you are in the vicinity of Calgary. And we are both pro wrestling guys that we should maybe end 
with a little R.I.P. Yeah. to Jim the Anvil Meinhardt. That's true. We never really, yeah, we never really talked about that anywhere else because you know, we really haven't had a chance. Um, I remember watching him when he had no beard. He was just a big, great, big barrel-chested motherfucker who used to fight the hearts on a regular basis back in the day. He used to beat the yeah. shit out of Brett almost all the time when Brett was a little guy and Davy Boy and uh, and Dynamite before they Dynamite. before they bulked up. Yeah, but he used to he used to lay beatings on them on quite a <laughs> quite a regular basis up in Stampede. Yeah, I was. Uh, I never. I, I don't really know like how how he's rated in the work department. But I fucking loved him when he was in, like, in the Heart Foundation, and he was kind of crazy, Jim Neidhart. You know, he'd, yeah. He'd, uh, he would fork that goatee down and go, he don't need to get that cackly fucking laugh going. I fucking need mm-hmm. to eat that shit up. I used to love that. Um, did you? Did you is, see the? T- Sixty-three is far too fucking young for a man to die. That's all I know. Same same age as Vader. Um, did you uh, see the old? WWF show TNT with Jimmy Hart and the Hart Foundation playing the dating game with the Rosati sisters. No, <laughs> I'll have to look that up on YouTube. If, if it, it's probably they probably took it down from YouTube and put it on a WWE network. If you can find it, it's fucking hilarious. I remember I used to watch it over and over on my v- I taped it on VHS when it actually aired, and. Uh, all I remember was uh, one part, um, Nightheart going, uh, <laughs> looking like strange, and and you can picture a Nightheart face like unpleasant about their appearance, and it, and he just throws <laughs> yeah. out throws out the phrase, "What's that on her face, Jimmy?" Like asking Jimmy Hart like <laughs> she had some kind of mole or something. Um, there was a lot more funny quotes. Oh, but that's shit. always that I'll never forget him him like freaking out over some mole she had. But uh two oh. quick anecdotes uh before oh, we get out of here about about Anvil. Um when I was about sixteen or seventeen is when WWF and NWA started purposely booking Philadelphia on the same night and Legit sold out both buildings, uh, so you know they were kind of. It was the it was the war before the war, and in my opinion, the real golden age of wrestling. But um, but the benefit of the of the fans at the Marriott was they all stayed there on purpose. So guys they hadn't seen for territory days in five years, they could run into and drink with and be like, "How you been?" You know, whatever. So. Uh, at that time, uh, I've told this story before, um, Ivan Koloff was a guy I drove and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to Ivan and there's a couple people around my friend, Paul Polici, if he listens and, uh, just a couple of young fans. Uh, let's get a picture with Ivan. And I think me and Paul might have been posing with him or something. And somebody holding both our little shitty cameras from back in that era, like them Kodak deals. Nightheart's in the bathroom. 
uh, full heel mode and then no mood to fucking deal with fans. He's wanting to see his boys from the other company. And the people that were kind of like flocking over to where we were posing with Ivan was near the bathroom in his way. So that didn't uh, do his mindset very well. He grabs whoever was holding the cameras and with one hand threw a fastball with both our cameras and smashed them against the wall. Uh, scared the fuck out of me uh, and my buddy Paul. Ivan was like, I, do, I, I, I don't know why he is so upset, you know, trying to cover for him or whatever. And he stormed back into the bar. And uh, for like a little while, I feared the real-life Jim Neidhart, not the wrestling personality. Then years later, I get involved, and Neidhart's not in the WWF anymore and stuff. He works for Carluzzo, as do I. And nicest motherfucker in the world in the dressing room is Neidhart. Uh, I managed Sabu that particular night. I didn't have a car, or my ex wouldn't let me. I was still with my ex, I forget. So my friend Bob McFalls, if he's listening, borrows his wife's car, because he was a big wrestling fan. And I, and I told Dennis, I said, Bob's not really totally smart for the business, but he gets that it's not really real. And, you know, he'll run around for you. He can do whatever you want. He can do security or whatever. I said, just let him, you know, because I, whatever. Long story short is uh, the end of the night, Bob says one thing to me before we go. Um, yeah, my my wife, is, the only thing she said is like, you know, keep the car clean because she's real, she's really a neat freak and just very concerned with the car. And I'm like, yeah, no biggie. Well, it turns out we drive Sabu and Neidhart back to Philadelphia and... Let's just say uh, some marijuana was used by uh, myself, Sabu, and Jim the Anvil to a point where it looked like a Cheech and Chong movie. And uh, <laughs> I finally got the bu- the balls. Bob was freaking because, you know, his concern was the car. But I finally got the balls because I had sort of, you know, buddied up with Neidhart and said, hey, man, uh, you know, not for nothing, but you owe me a camera. And he's like, what do you mean, bro? Uh, you know, uh, inquisitive. And uh, I tell him the story that I just told you about her on my camera when I was like 16 or 17 years old. And Sabu, of course, cracks up, which, you know, made it worse on Neidhart. And Neidhart's like, oh, shit, how much was it, brother? I was fucked up. I, I probably just did coke. Uh, and he pulls out like he pulls out his wallet and you want a hundred bucks like he's all high and shit and I'm like no man you're such a cool dude I totally get it now I didn't get it then Uh, I'll give you a hundred dollars I swear to god you know he talks real fast and shit but anyway that was uh, it came full circle and we ended up like on the same show and in the same car and smoking the same weed and, and he offered to pay for the camera from years past so I probably, you know, I, I probably ran into him one other time, just said hello or whatever, but um, that was enough for me. That was a good little uh, 
acknowledge that he was a good dude, just had a bad night, probably 30 straight days on the road, no sleep, a bunch of people bothering him, you know, outside the bathroom when he's just trying to see his old boys mm-hmm. or whatever. But And, yeah, and but, it but was all... kayfabe. It was kayfabe, yeah. so he, he was being a heel. Yeah, by by all reports, um, a very likable man, uh, and a, a good family guy too. Apparently, I mean, for as much as you know, that's kind of what they say about guys when they die. But by all reports, a pretty good dude, pretty good family man. And like I say, sixty three. Um, I guess he was suffering from uh, dementia. And uh, from what I can gather, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. But that he hit his head, and that's like he didn't die from a heart attack, or. Uh, but he had a grand. I think he had a grand mal seizure, I believe they said. But man, sixty-three years old is just. You know, that's well, not uh, really it, that it, old. It, it's not that old these it, days. It, it doesn't seem old to us because we're getting there, but, uh, and it's not old. You're right, but uh, if we'd have heard that at twenty-five. It wouldn't have seemed so Oh, yeah, crazy. no, yeah, okay, well, yeah, no. 63, holy Jesus, that's ancient. Yeah. Yeah, but, all uh, I know is the man was, uh, he had family and all the rest, and, uh, you know, a death that, uh, well, maybe not tragic necessarily, but too soon. That's all I'm trying to say. And a uh, super entertainer in his time. Yeah, they did a nice uh, they did a nice little work up for him on the on the on the show. Um, they even had uh, Rousey come out and that yeah. one word at the very beginning, which was kind of nice in a way, and something they don't normally do. Um, and that was the first I had heard because I was working, which sucked. Really put me. Well, the thing I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you can shed any light on this or not, as you may know. I had read that. Uh, WWE didn't really want him, but that he was one of those ones that uh, Stu kind of put in a word for and said, well, if you want my boys, you got to take my boys, because he had married into the family at that point. Um, now, I said, I don't know if that's true or not, but I read that somewhere, that they really weren't that's that high on possible. him. I don't, uh, I don't recall if I heard that or not. Mind you, I, it, I never, it, it seems to me about, if, if, if memory serves the WWE really wasn't all that wild about Bret Hart at the very beginning either. No. He, he had a he had a WCW run before, or an NWA run before he, well, not a run, but he was over there before he was in WWE, if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, I mean, I, I recall the old match in Japan against the original Tiger Mask. Bret was not built like Brett uh, of WWE fame um, then kind of tall and lanky although he probably was he wasn't tall he was the it same height me, obviously but. it makes me wonder when and now I'll have to go and look but you know like when I think of the Anvil because I only think of you know, we think of the Heart Foundation right I mean that's pretty much what comes to my mind Far, even though I know he Florida was Tag Team Champion too with a uh, Florida tag champ with Crusher Khrushchev, who was then known as... Yeah, I I, but I think, it, I think a tag team at the very least. I don't think of him as being a singles guy. But, right. uh, um, and, you know, I don't really know what happened to him. Like, he was kind of around when the... Was he, he was around for the screw job, I believe. 
I seem to recall him being there, kind of. And then I see sort of kind of faded away. I'm kind of curious as to what happened to him. If he hung it up or if he, they just didn't want him anymore or without the heart there, he he was a no-go or I'm not sure. But didn't, they try, didn't they try to put him with Owen for a little bit? I believe so. I mean, obviously he was in that Canadian gimmick with uh, uh, Tillman and Davey Boy and Owen and Brett and – so that was around the screw job time. I would I would gather. I'm bad with time frames. Was, yeah, well, I'm too. I mean, as, as you know, as a guy gets older, the shit just all starts to, uh, you know, like in the immortal words of uh, uh, Eric Bischoff, he says, you know, it's not that I don't. I might know the answer to that, but he says, you, you know, how many times I looked at a contract in the last 35 years? <laughs> right. I don't really remember if it said fucking as or if or the or but. You know, he said, I don't fucking know. And why would yeah, I? I agree with that. I well, agree I mean, with that you, yeah, I mean, I could, I could ask you, well, Tom, did you ever drive bus on, you know, whatever street yeah, you might go? Uh, yeah, and you might go, well, well probably. And then if I said, well, when? You worked for <laughs> you're What do you go, mean probably? Yeah, you're going you're to go, I don't know for sure when, but I, I'm sure I drove a bus up and down that street. Right. You know, or did you know? Did you ever drive in this part of town? Well, probably maybe once or twice or whatever. But well, when did you do it? What day? Well, it says here oh. you didn't. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody, like, somebody told right, me I didn't. didn't. <laughs> it wasn't even alive when it happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, who the fuck knows? But I guess on that note. Yeah. But he had a real quick. Up. He, he ended up. WCW threw him some money too. I think he was there for for a but minute or good. two. I, I'm, yeah, I don't remember him being. Jesus, no, maybe I do. He wasn't in one of those fucking seventeen incarnations of the NWO. Maybe I don't remember. I'm gonna have to. Might have been because if he was, if he was in I, the Wolfpack or fucking NWO red or blue and purple and green and all that shit they had going on there for a while. I'm going to do this just for you and our Jim Neidhart people. I have a, a stack that I went through a while ago of VHS tapes, a lot of which I taped myself. And, of course, not having two VCRs and not being able to dub and not knowing how to transfer to DVD, I will just film with my phone what I play on my TV. But I... I know I have Neidhart backstage at a dentist show with Tom Casati doing an interview for me about something. I don't know what the fuck I made up, but I was interviewing him, and it was a had to be in the 90s, so somewhere in between WWF and WCW. Um, I got to get all that shit out there so people you know, can his, see some of these That things. fucking laugh he would do, I would know that anywhere. Where he would have, yeah. you know, he would usually cackle at the end of their interviews, and uh, I would know that shit anyplace. In Where an earlier time, I would, I would make an attempt. He might have been to able to do it. I could channel it, yeah. Um, but it's, I can't. You know, it's one of those things where I, I can't, I can't even slightly imitate it, but I'd know it when I heard it. Kind of thing. Right. Uh, and then too, you know, the other thing I was just thinking is that you know, of all those guys, Bret Hart is the only fucking guy left alive. Yeah. Owen's dead, Neidhart's dead, Smith's dead, 
Fucking Dynamite. Well, Dynamite's still alive, I guess, but he might as well be dead. Pillman's gone. Yeah. Fuck, getting old sucks, man. It's going to be fucking... Yeah, it it's going to get rough. It's going to get rough in another five or ten years when my real fucking hero heroes start biting the dust. When See, you realize it's not so much not so much that your heroes are dying, it's just a, a remembrance to yourself that you are also the same age as your heroes and are, <laughs> are next. And, and the big picture is like the stuff we're talking about earlier. Like the cool people are all dropping off. So there's less of us to argue against the non-cool people who yeah, keep fucking, fucking shit up. millennial nut bars. I saw, uh, yeah. I just got to get this out. I saw some on the news tonight, but, uh, well, on on uh, Google, that some transgendered, uh, he's a guy who, I don't know if he's gone the whole nine yards or not, but he's a dude who's now a woman, at least in his own mind. And he's he actually won the fucking Democratic nomination to run for governor. Yeah, I I'll send you the I'll, I will send you the link to his video. It's only about forty seconds. You will laugh so fucking hard because this guy is so painfully obvious a man in a dress that when it first comes, <laughs> like if I didn't tell you that it was real, you would go. What what fucking comedy show was this from? Because that's yeah. how it plays. Like, okay, this was a skit on Saturday Night Live or something. It, it, it's just like, how in the fuck did you, like, no offense, but how could you fucking vote for this? Like, you know, you got fucking the man has, makes Caitlyn Jenner look fucking hot. It's that bad. Yeah, if you can imagine, no slam on Caitlyn Jenner, but if you can imagine uh, her looking even remotely attractive. There we go. Fucking, there's one for fucking Bobby. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> there's the start of a yeah. Bobby Blaze murder, murder, fuck, kill thing. Yeah. Or Mary fuck, There kill. you go. Anyways, I guess we should wrap this up. Uh, yeah, one, one thing, are... one thing, one thing that ties into Jim the Anvil and Vader, uh, even though Nate's 28 and we're a little older, one thing that's pretty consistent Big people don't live very long. Um, I'd say percentage-wise. Well, yeah, well, and they're doubling up too, right? Um, a bigger guy uh, didn't lead a tremendously healthy lifestyle. Uh, Food-wise, no, drug-wise, all that partying and all that stuff. Travel, then you throw bumps. On, yeah. Then you throw on top of there that you're beating yourself, beating the shit out of yourself physically for a living. It's it's not a very good combination. That's but, for sure. but I mean, take take the wrestling uh, connection away with travel and the bumps. If you just walk down the street or go to an old person's home, you don't see many large individuals. Um, no, no, that's true. Um, which is why, of course, I've taken small steps to try to be a little healthier. I'm not fucking really yeah. sure if it's working, but but uh, I'm at least making the effort. And I guess at some point, well, your body will dictate it to you. You'll either be unable to do the things you want to do and be happy to be a uh, a lump on a couch somewhere, or you'll try to do something about it. I guess your, or you'll dry, you'll die. Like you said, you'll have a heart attack and drop dead. So, yep. Such is life, I guess. 
Sad so we end on a good Shouldn't note. <laughs> that's a good note. Well, I was I was gonna do, you know. Well, that's it. And then I was gonna. Oh, wait a minute. I just got a tweet from Meltzer that said, you know, Tom, you're uh, you didn't look quite so heavy on your own podcast. You were, I know. You were better, and, uh, you were better on your own podcast than you're on this new one because uh, you're looking a little heavy. He's such a but prick, man. I, 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 I must have been imagine that all the you got. Imagine all the little boys listening yeah. at 2 a.m. Eastern time or whatever it is, 3 a.m. Uh, well, that we, will be uh, we know their style making themselves. They'll, they'll be making themselves puke tonight. It's, it's you know there's no school right now. Well I, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know about where you guys are. There's no school right now, so there could be, you know, some yeah. 12-year-old boys up listening to this because they know they're not supposed to. And we both know that when. You know, your parents told, well, I don't know what it would have been for you. For me, it was Johnny Carson. You, know, you can't stay up late to watch Johnny Carson. Fuck that shit. I don't oh, know I, Johnny Carson. I fucked that up. I, I fucked that up and, and, and doubled down and was up for Letterman. So, well, either way, it was yeah. 12.30. Well, Letterman yeah, was I would, 12.30. Well, I would watch till the... There, that's, there's something. I'm going to end it on that note. That's, a, that's one of those, how do you know your old moments? When you remember when the TV stations didn't run 24 hours a day. Yeah. And and Letterman or or whatever would end, and you would get the national anthem followed by a beep. Yeah. And then about 10 10 minutes after that, it it would go to Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, it would go to Black and White. Yeah. Now no stations do that. No stations do that. Everything's fucking on 24 hours, even a fucking political channel. The House of Commons channel, which I guess for you guys would be like the House of Representatives channel, is on 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. But anyways, yep. so on that note, for the seventh attempt, we're going to call it a night. Uh, anybody crazy enough to listen to this who made it right through all this, well, fucking congratulations. Uh, the prize is that we might do another show next week. So there you go. Uh, I I guess for in the future, uh, I don't really know. I guess there's talk about Sunday night NCAA football show, perhaps. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think think so. uh, McAdams in, I'm in, you're in. Bowdrin's out, and Nate seems fearful. Uh, Nate Nate seems upset. Nate knows that he is amongst his betters, and the adults are going to talk, and he's going to have to shush. So, oh, I'm talking about the SummerSlam co. Uh, oh, yeah. fuck SummerSlam and the goat ass. Who gives a fuck? Tape it. Well, I mean, uh, that's Lord. that's that's a big thing to Nate. It's it's yeah. Well, oh yeah, I mean, okay, I I, I want to watch it too, probably, but I have no problem. To be quite honest, I'm 50. I can do both. I can have SummerSlam on right. television with no with no sound on and quite easily carry on a conversation with somebody else. I am capable. I can multitask those millennials. And I think that's what the replay's for. If well, and if I know the big, really the big dummy, you know, full, full disclosure behind the curtain, he, he, he doesn't have school next week, so he doesn't have to get up Monday morning. It's not like he can't stand yeah. up. Big dummy. Oh, Nate Bush, you big dummy. Well, here's the thing, Tim. I love me the WWE. I trust the process, and I love the WWE. WW. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out, but we'll have some football. 
some football, and then uh, after that, well, you know, Wednesday will be Wednesday, I guess. And after that, who knows, but it will be what it will be. And just stay tuned, and every once in a while, we'll sneak up like we did tonight and throw something up there when nobody's expecting it. So that's it for me up in the great wide north. And me and the whatever Philly is. City of Champions. City of Champions. There we go. Everybody have a wonderful morning. Peace.